Covino and Rich. Every second of your show is pure greatness. So how do they select a best of the week? What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? I don't know. Whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter to me. What do you want to do? Whatever's the best. I think it's all good. What about that conversation about butt cheek size? Which one? The one from Tuesday? We had like three of them. How about we just like shoot for it? Can we flip a coin, Spot? Covino and Rich's best of the week. You're not going to put Rich talking about The Bachelor on there, right, Spot? Don't do that. Please don't do that. Only on Faction Talk 103. Oh, you said something controversial. What did I say? Off the air this morning. Well, say it. Bring it. Can I? Yeah. Are no, you sure? I don't give a fuck. No. I won't say the person, but yeah. I'll say it. Say it. I don't care. We know someone. Bringing the heat. It's having a baby. Yeah, we do. And they're doing it through a sperm donor. That's my big announcement, bro. You just fucking blew it. No, Cue the not. song. <laughs> Cue the song. Cue the song. No. Not yet. Give me like a few months. We know someone that's having a baby. <laughs> having a baby? And Kavino said, wait a minute, she doesn't have a husband or a boyfriend? No, it's a sperm donor. Isn't that the world's way of saying she shouldn't have a baby? Yeah. Isn't that like every indicator that you're a bad decision maker or you're not compatible with people and maybe you shouldn't be a mom? I'm sorry, but... Oh, you're bringing <laughs> the heat? Well, if you, someone, if you can't find someone to... To be with. Put a baby in your belly. Or to put a baby in your belly. Maybe you shouldn't have one. You know what I mean? I feel like that's a selfish decision. Meep, meep. I mean, having kids is, is a selfish decision a lot of times anyway. But my point is, you know, <laughs> it shows you that something's not, not stirring the Kool-Aid if no one really wants to be with you and vice versa. Right? Oh, yeah. So you can't say, well, I'm lonely or I hate everybody and I want to have a kid in my opinion. But teach his own proof alone that's just my own personal opinion it means nothing everyone's entitled to their own wrong stupid opinion they're like assholes every analogy you could think of uh it's true but that's how i feel when i hear that i'm like wait a second there's a beautiful woman she can't find a good man to have a baby with you know what that means she's difficult probably shouldn't be or, having a or kid. her expectations are unrealistic you know um she has every right to have a kid but she's taking all alternate routes when really there's none necessary if she just worked on herself or worked on being more compatible or 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 conditioned for a good relationship, you know. And I know that's all easier said than done. Believe you me. Hey, uh, I'm not the relationship uh, walk in the park. Hey, uh, Spot. Yeah. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Is that okay? Um, do you think it's <laughs> possible for anyone to really? Believe it when they say, I like being alone. I like being alone. No, no, no. no that's married. like I like being alone, too, to, to yeah. play with my nuts. Yeah. Well, you like uh, your wife goes to Target and you jerk off. Oh, I love that. No, or, or, honestly, you know what I think Your wife goes away for a weekend and you're like, oh, I got the weekend to yeah, relax. That's, that's I'm saying, I'm saying permanently alone. Do you think anyone says, I really just don't want anyone? Maybe they Yeah, that shows that's a great indicator there's something wrong with you. Yeah, but I also think it's... An, it's Humans it, are supposed to I want. also think there's something wrong with the ne the need and necessity to always be partnered up with someone. I think... I think it's human nature to probably do that. It's, it's probably... In, it's actually, probably human nature is to be uh, uh, polygamous. No, it's not. Like, loving someone? If loving someone is wrong, then I don't want to be right. That's a sharing loving moments with somebody is what life's about. So what do you want to do? Fucking uh, you know, jerk off all the time by yourself? Come on, man. Give me a break.
I like my alone time. I love playing guitar, getting lost in my own zone, not being bothered. I like doing what I call damage, watching TV shows with no interruptions, movies with no one asking me questions. I love that shit. I lived by myself for a long time, but 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 I always like human companionship, partnership. No one really wants to be alone, do they? Does anyone really say, you know what? I really for the for my whole life, I just want no companion. I don't yeah, want you know. Does that, I don't want. I, 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 don't want Scrooge. I don't want love. I don't want feelings. I don't want the touch of another human. I don't want anyone to oh. care about me. I just want to be alone. Yeah, Ebenezer and the old maid. Those are the people they turn out to be. It's true. And the crazy cat lady. Oh, yeah. How's being alone, Ebenezer? Good? Cool. You got it right. I got me and my gold. Give me a break. Uh, Everyone just wants their stupid views to be accepted. I have every right. Yeah, I'm lonely shaming you. How do you like that? All right, so. Totally with Kavino. It's not like she's adopting a kid from an orphanage. This is <laughs> this baby deserves a mom and a dad, or better yet, hey, uh, the two dads or two moms or anyway, just uh, oh yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah. she's not, you know, uh, lesbian or anything like that. She's a totally heterosexual woman, healthy, um, beautiful. She, dude, she's got them cakes. It's just an, an interesting choice. It's an interesting choice just to have a baby. It's an interesting choice. She's basically saying that like she can't get it right with someone else. And I know that's easier said than done. Like I said, I might sound like a hypocrite to a lot of people. It's not easy. But I do like being in a relationship. I think that every kid deserves a mother and a father, you know, or the chance at that. Uh, you know, she could have went alternate routes, like you said, and, and adopted. Raising kids are hard. Why would you want to do that on your own? Isn't this life's indicator yeah. to slow down or not do it? And I don't like, I don't know how I feel about all the Frankenstein fucking options, to be honest, unless you have serious problems having kids. Oh, yeah, I feel si about that. Science is, uh... Science! You know, I, I talk even to the Hamster J about it. And, you know, one of our cool commonalities is that she can't wait to be a mom. And she loves family and lives for that shit. And she talks about... Because <laughs> she thinks I'm old, you know? She's like, you know, maybe you should freeze them. And, like, we could pick, like, our child and stuff. Oh, is that why you, uh... Is that why you... Uh, it's just in the uh, but, ice but, tray? Is that what... <laughs> I yeah. thought that's... You said you jizzed in the ice tray. Yeah, I was like, why? Let's use those! Why? I need ice in my whiskey. No, not those ice cubes. No, not those. Yeah, he he. Kavino, my drink's really creamy. Kavino like, froze his uh, his jizz. In a, it that's, that doesn't work that way. By so the way, so I tell uh, Jordan, look, I'm not here to be Doctor Frankenstein. Okay, call me old fashioned, but uh, I believe in uh, ooh double up ooh ooh. Well, that's a little different. Yeah, but like I'm saying, people take all these routes. Like, no, you know what I want. A boy with blue eyes. I was like, hey, well, maybe fucking God doesn't want that for you. Okay, I, listen. I, Unless there's a health reason, you know? Now, I mean, that's oh, a whole are you a religious guy all of a sudden? No, 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 but that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, because, you know, there, there's a destiny. I don't think the destiny is for fucking uh, Dr. Frankenstein to choose the right one. I don't think that's how things are supposed to be, but call me old-fashioned. Maybe I'm just not at that level yet. Do you think, okay. Too soon for me. I have a question. I'm your density. Do you think it's better if... Uh, a girl has a, a one-night stand, gets knocked up by some dude, and then has the baby? I'm all about symmetry spot. I believe in having two night stands. One just throws off the whole room for me. You get it? Like I said, the room is just never What if you don't have the room for it? Because if it's if it's a bed, you got a picture above the bed yeah. or some type of artwork. And then I imagine... One night stand is just... It, it could be <laughs> Would you sacrifice when, a when, night stand for the size of the bed? 
No, because when you say one night stand, I imagine that the bo- the bed must be pushed up against the wall then, and then oh, someone yeah. suffers in that scenario. And it's hard to make the bed if it's pushed against the wall. Where are you gonna plug? Where are you gonna put your phone? Very so, col- very college room to have the the bed pushed against the wall. Yeah, trust me, I know for the past last year. Now I, I'm more of a two night stand kind of guy. Um, okay, what if on the second night stand? Okay. Uh, you know, the guy drops some goo and the girl gets knocked up. They they don't have a relationship and she decides to keep the baby. Is that okay because yeah, it wasn't a donor? she's doing the right thing, but it's still all the result of what? Irresponsibility. At, at the end of the day, that's the truth, no matter how you slice it or dice it. Well, well Spot, what, what, what Kavino's saying, I, say, I think at the end of it is, of course there's going to be people that have one-night stands or have kids in relationships or, that were not good. He's saying this is a person that has not found a partner and said... Even though I have not found a partner, I'm going to just go harvest some... I'm going to pay for jizz yeah. so that yeah. I can have a baby. Without a doubt. Who pays for it? Yeah. Like, come come over any day uh, before 5 o'clock and I'll, I'll no, give you some. Look, Keep in mind. Own, everyone has their own reasons. You know, This is a specific story we're talking about. I'm not judging you if you have a valid sort of excuse or reasoning behind it. And I'm just telling you that's my first instinct. Maybe science, I'm wrong. And, and by the way, science? But I don't think I am. Science is fantastic these days as far as people that are having trouble. A couple that's trying to have a baby. There's so many techniques and things that help loving families have kids. Yeah, there's, I have no issues with that, obviously. I think, I think you make a good point, though, when someone is just perpetually alone and they never they can't find anyone eventually they say i'm just gonna have a baby on my own it's an interesting move it's not easy out there just because you guys uh it came easy to the two of you it's not easy to secure a, a quality mate easy my life the past few years has been a nightmare There's nothing easy about it exactly. but you know what my daughter has for the rest of her life a mother and father that love her and that are there for her you know and and to me that's important call me call me crazy Old-fashioned. Yeah, you know what? Call, call him old-fashioned. Call me old-fashioned, dude. Call me old-fashioned, yeah, which is what? Whiskey? No, the, little, drink you had, the drink you had on Saturday night spot. What else? What else is An old-fashioned. Penicillin? No, I had a penicillin. Okay, uh, uh, let's go to phones. What spot? Get. I don't know. I just, I just... What if you have the desire to be a parent but can't secure a mate? Is that Okay. Well, that means fucking it's not stirring the Kool-Aid, as Rich always says. Yeah. I don't know why he brings Kool-Aid into it all the time. He, always, he loves Kool-Aid. Even though I love Kool-Aid, too. Oh, yeah. You know what my daddy said to me as a kid when I, I looked lonely? No friends, make Kool-Aid. That must have been their slogan back in the day. <laughs> or your dad made up his own Kool-Aid slogan. It, yeah. <laughs> no friends, make Kool-Aid. And that's what you have to say to these Thanks, women dad. who can't find a partner. You, you know, no dude in your life? Something's not stirring the Kool-Aid. Oh, man. If you can't find a dude... To want to fucking impregnate you when you're a beautiful woman? That means you're a crazy person. Yeah, but work on yourself. Then, then doesn't that just make them a sperm donor anyway? If like you, you don't want to be with them long term. You shouldn't be a mother then until you're fucking mentally cleared by a doctor. Because no one wants to deal with her. Yo, we're talking about a beautiful woman. Yo, this woman, I would have dated her. Rich, you, if you were single, you go on a date with her, no? <laughs> yeah. She's a beautiful person. Let me see a photo of her. I'll see if I'll tell you if I'll date her. And by the way, watch what you tweet because she might see it and be offended. All right, but everyone has their reasons and whatever. Teach his own. Everybody's crazy. Yeah. Okay, that's what I've I've. Everyone's, got their, own, everyone's got their own problems. Yeah. Uh, Angela in Delaware. Some, something's, just, up, something's up with our phones, guys. You just make it sound so easy. What? What is? What do you mean? Having kids, I understand, is not easy. Yeah. Every. That's if, not my point. What, what is? What is the thing everyone always loves to say? Uh, having a kid is easy. Being a parent's a, like <laughs> a job. This is like corny phrase. But uh, yeah, it's easy to have a kid. 
Yeah, you could. But well, it's not as easy as as some for no, no, some but I'm saying, yeah, than others. But, but, yeah, I'm not no, being insensitive but, in that but way. But what I'm saying is that when they say that phrase, meaning all it takes is two two strangers having sex, and you could possibly have a child. What Cavino's saying is this woman is attractive and seems like she has everything going on, yet still can't find any guy that wants to be with her. And her clock was ticking. And her clock was ticking, so she just says, I'm going to just go to a sperm bank and be like, all right, I'm having a baby now. Right. Phones are uh, acting up. You know, just because the options are there doesn't make it okay. You know? I, I find all of it weird. I know another girl in our life, and it's, you know, if it's in our life, I'm sure it's more common in, in other people's lives, where... She's a fully healthy, capable person. She's no millionaire by any means. And she's having twins, uh, but another woman's holding the baby. Yeah, some pe- this, people with different fucking, me- people with different like I said paths. Right? That's just uh, something we're not used to, and our ears aren't used to yet. You know, but teach his own with provolone. Right, I'm lactose intolerant, so a little easy on the provolone. Yeah, some people uh, not lactose. You fart when you eat cheese. Some yeah. people eat it and love it. <laughs> People want to be a single parent. Some people don't. I'm just saying it's. Uh, I don't know where we got here. Oh, I said you said you want to be controversial today. Not really. Not really. Um, uh, Angela, start with her. Hello, Angela. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Hi. Okay, what's up? All right. So here's my thought. I'm married, 20 years, two kids. Right. That was the path I chose. Just because she wants to have a baby doesn't necessarily mean that she has to find you know her soulmate necessarily. Today's day and age, you can have two moms, two dads. You can do whatever people are raised by one parent and still turn out perfectly fine. I mean, kudos to her for saying, look. Yeah, but it's not meant to be that way. Just because science allows it to be that way doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. She, you know what I mean? Here's how do you create a baby? A man and women, a woman. Love doesn't necessarily need to be involved. Watch your gender assignments. Why? It's the fucking truth. (laughs) If you don't like it, suck my nuts. Okay, man or if you're a man a or person woman, and a person get together and have a child. No, you both, man or woman could all suck my nuts. Yeah, because in order to have a baby, it, it requires a man and a woman. A man and a woman. If so, this woman is incapable of finding a man to do that, then maybe she's well, too crazy on. to have a, a child. A it requires his sperm. It requires his sperm. Doesn't yes. have to have a man or I mean, could have for her for not saying I'm going to go on a one night stand. I can do this on my own. You know what? I'm you know I'm smart. I'm you know, whatever, yeah, I have a good just, job, just, I can raise a child on my own, right? Yeah. And then in vitro, are you guys knocking in vitro people who go out and say... I'm not you know, knocking anybody because I, I do see what you know? you're saying about, wow, that, that's courageous, that's cool and all, right? I get yeah, that. Right. Uh, but on, on the flip side, you don't see how it's a great indicator that maybe she's just extremely difficult and maybe she's not a good decision maker. And maybe she's not capable of being a good mom. Maybe I think you're making assumptions, right? Maybe isn't it know, a fair right? assumption? She doesn't want to deal with a man's crap, <laughs> right? Like she can be like, I could do this on my own. Why go out and get in a relationship quickly that may end up in divorce and make my child have an unhappy life when I can do this on my own? That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, I get, well, listen, people. Need. Certain people are capable of doing things on their own, and other people <laughs> are not capable. I mean, this is so case by it's so case by case, Angela, and I, that's why these conversations. Really do go in circles. They go in circles because you could argue that, yeah, people are saying right now, um, like a one night stand where the mom never really talks to the dad. Is there any difference? And that's, is that conventional for you? You know, is it conventional? No, no. But that, that, what kind of life would that be for a child, too? Like, 
that's not good either. So maybe the way she's doing it may not. Yeah, be but those are things that people don't necessarily mean. choose. You, you realize where we're at now because science allows us to be. Angel, that's we're, a difference. There's, we're, a, there's we're, a difference. Kavino's saying if uh, people are dating and a one night stand, there's some you know you're you've been hanging out with someone happens. and God forbid so, you, get, you get pregnant when you don't want to get pregnant. That, 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 the kid happens, right? Kavino's saying this woman naturally. Yep. This woman is it's seeking. Choosing. Was like uh, this is something that couldn't happen years ago. Kavino's saying she's playing a little too much. Uh, Doctor Frankenstein. Doctor Frankenstein. But yeah. doesn't in vitro do that too, though? Like in vitro, the you know baby's made in a petri dish and then inserted. So yeah, I, but I probably because they were incapable of having children on their own, right? I get that. You know, I, I kind of understand that. I'm s- more sympathetic to that. Because of the commonality of bad decisions made yeah. in, our cu- in our culture, people are now choosing to make that bad decision. How, how does no, that I, make I sense totally to you? you? I get it. I'm yeah. just saying, we can't assume that she's, like, difficult or you know, can't find a mate. Okay, it's well, then, then, to, then let's right? piece the puzzle together. She's a beautiful young woman. How is this her choice? Because yeah. she no, has, what, you. problems with men? Clearly. Well, maybe. That's nah. what you're assuming. But assuming? I the then give me another flip side. Yeah. She likes a more difficult path of being today's... the only parent. Give me the other answer. Well, I'm just saying I was raised by a mom, and I didn't have my dad around, and, you know, I'm doing great. But so that's fine. That's that's, but, but that's, Kavino, making Kavino, thing, that's making the best of a situation, saying, not choosing Kavino that situation. Saying every situation has a flip side, right? He's asking, what is the flip side to this, when when we when Kavino goes, she's she's difficult, doesn't get along enough with um uh, with men to be in really a relationship or ever. Kavino's question is, what's the flip side? When you're like, well, maybe that's not the case, and what is the case? The only thing I can think of, I thought it out, man. Listen, Angela, how about this? Ready? <laughs> she was in a long-term relationship. She banked all of her time and effort into one guy. She thought her life was going to be forever with this dude. She was running out of time, and that dude broke it off, and now she's older, doesn't know what to do, and doesn't want to miss that window to have a child. That could be it. That's very. I'd rather hear that than say, oh, you know what? She's difficult. She's okay. this, she's that. But guess what? She just may want to have a baby, and she may be getting older. Even freezing her eggs, you know, let's say she was to meet somebody into her 50s that she really wants to be in love with, have a baby with, you know, like, then she's, let's say she's 50 some years old and decides oh, it's too late. Yeah. She's doing it now when she can do it. I don't know how I, don't I, know how I feel about being Dr. No, Frank. Hold on. Uh, thank you, by the way, Angel, for the call. Let me, let me throw a little <laughs> curveball at you. If I do this, I'm going to name my first son Frankenstein. What if your you shoulder? Had, what if you had. Yeah, be careful with your shoulder. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let me ask you a question, Spot. Or, Puts a lot of torque on co- the elbow. Or yeah. Cove. What if you had a female friend I do. that could never really find the right guy? And she said, I want you to be my sperm donor. Cuckoo's nest. Cuckoo's nest. No. Or an honor. Cuckoo's she, nest. Wait, cuckoo's nest. Am I, like, am I currently married? Married or single? I don't want my jizz out there representing, period. I don't know, because if they, they were my friend, I, I would see the kid, and I would always see, look at the kid and be like, that's my child. Right. Cavino sounds like such a Catholic conservative idiot today. Sure, Topeka, Kansas, or perhaps I'm speaking sense. You don't want to hear it. It has nothing to do with being a single parent, Jagoff. And if you don't understand that, then you're too dumb to follow the conversation. So if I offend you, you're an idiot because there's nothing offensive. Cavino's not saying. I'm saying she's choosing a path that's more difficult for what? Because it's it's there. Cavino's saying. I know what you're saying. Cavino's not saying. He's not, he's not coming from a religious perspective or at a, all. Or a well, the household needs a, a, a mom and a dad and a, a unit of a family. Kavino's saying this woman. Yeah, I don't have a, a fucking point. conventional household.
you're saying this woman hit a point in her life where she's just saying, well, if I can't find the right guy, I'm just, I'm going to go have a baby. Yeah, I just find like, that too new to my ears. You know what? We could fast forward 10 years from now based on the way relationships work, and it might be way common, and I'd have to eat my words. Right now, this day and age, to me, it's just every red flag that she has relationship issues. However, let's. I'm going to play the flip side. This woman. Yeah. Is beautiful. Lives one time. In her, you live once, right? Right. So if you live once because she's in her 30s or 40s and still hasn't met the guy she wants to be with, she's supposed to say, well, my one shot at life, I'm not going to be a mom? You think it's like, in, like the dopest choice, the, like random sperm guy you never even met? Would you Would you want to do that? Some people have random sperm by yeah, but, but, it's the, re, but it's in the real form, but, it's in, but it's in the form of a one night stand or like someone else said it could be uh, a high school yeah, but, or college but, fling and okay but those or, were traditionally known as what bad choices so now because of like i said the common nature of that we're deliberately making that bad choice because huh. it's okay or we can one night stands are not something that that are you're bragging about are they or are we just fucking hurting each other's feelings and we want everyone to be okay with this? Don't make the joke. Let's start with Don in Kentucky, uh, Connecticut. Let's uh, let's go rapid I fire. I mean, is this, real, is this real talk or are we fucking pussyfooting around this? If no. it's a one-night stand, is that deemed as like a positive thing? Yeah, you're going to get a beautiful baby out of it. And and the baby's going to make everything seem okay because you're going to love saying, them are, a thousand are, are people trying to... Honestly, look in the eyes and say, "Oh, one night stand, babies, all right? The ideal situation." Don't no one's gonna say that. No, don't give me that bullshit. I'm sure you have a beautiful baby. No one's taken away from that, but that's not the ideal scenario. Don't make it sound like that was the plan, right? So to now say, "Well, um, you know, hey, people do that." You're comparing yourself to essentially like a bad decision. Don in Connecticut. Hey, hey. All I want to say is uh, good morning and and all that, but. The one thing I don't hear anybody saying is, is that, well, what's best for the kid? I mean, this person is making a choice to choose to say, hey, you can't have your father. I did That's that. That's the choice that person is making. Yeah. And and I don't understand why that, just because you can, why it's better. What's best for the kids? Well, the best is the two people that create the kid to raise the kid. And as Convino said, if life situations come up that changes that, you make the best of it. But not choosing to eliminate something on purpose, I think is wrong. I agree, I think Don. It's selfish, and you're not thinking about the kids. You're just a person that say, "I want something," like it's a car or a diamond ring. I want something. Not choosing. This is another person. That's Don, 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 hey. Don makes a point. He's saying that I agree in, with, with this mentality, the woman spot. You hear what he's saying? The woman is making it seem like a kid is a uh, is something she wants, like a like an item. Yeah, I said that before. Selfish, Don. I, I appreciate your your input. Yeah, At but, least I don't feel like a crazy but person. But let me tell you. Let Thank me, you. Let me flip it and reverse it, Missy Elliott style. Nurk like a Is your fuminipafuen yet? Is Nurk like a flipping a ram yam? Let me work it. Yet. Let me lay down, flip it, and reverse it. Is your fuminipafuen yet? You could argue that. I'll say one last time. You live once, and this woman is saying, you know, I've always wanted to be a mom. It's the it's it's possible for me to do this. Why don't I do it? Is she supposed to say? As I my have uncle it? Mario used to say, and it makes no sense, but Luigi! now I understand. What do you say? He used to say, uh, "Goddamn princesses in another castle!" No, oh, you, you could pay a doctor to to have feathers <laughs> blow out your ass. 
but that doesn't mean it's... My dumb little brother, he's always uh, making a problem. It, Luigi, uh, hand me the wrench. Uh, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Okay. But it, it doesn't make it the right thing to God do. Goddamn a Koopa Troopas. Cody, uh, what, what did your Uncle Mario... Never forget it. This guy's got a hat. He looks like a mushroom. Cody and Max... Uh, Cody, Max, in Indianapolis. I must punch these bricks to get the coins. What the fuck? <laughs> What's up, Cody? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, the, the biggest issue I see here, and this is like as a 31-year-old single guy, it's... it's Priorities are, are completely off with women in, in this demographic because uh, are they more concerned with having a child or finding a relationship than with somebody to spend their life with where children are formed, you know? And it happens. How many women do you hear say, my child is the most important thing to me? Oh, my gosh, I get up and I eat and breathe and sleep for my child. But what about the father or the other person that went into making that? You know, it's that you're alienating the purpose for the end goal, and I run into this all the time. You know what it shows you, too? That men aren't important. I don't need a man. That, is that the message you want to send the rest of that fucking kid's life? I didn't need a man. Men are not important. They're not necessary. You know, I don't know. I, I, to me, as a guy, I'm a little offended it, by it. What if it's a boy? Yeah, exactly. Don't you think he needs his dad? Keep in mind. Because That's some fucking uh, Petri jizz. I just want her to know, because of Donald Trump, she will now get a $2,000 tax deduction. That's just like make incredible. that make $2,000 a kid. And by the way, I want you to know this. <laughs> Write that down. What, what about uh, what about you know like a, a situation like me where there's no choice that the dude, uh, father was totally around. different fucking scenario. You lost but, your father to to uh, I know, disease. but but it you know I my mother uh, as a single mother raised me as a as a strong young man. As as my mom would say, what does that have to do with the price of bananas? Please tell me. Please tell me. The price of bananas fluctuate that much? No, but what does that have to do with the price of bananas? I feel like you know what? No way, no way, bananas are right. No where bananas are a ripoff at like a Starbucks or something. Like a banana, two dollars or something. No one's saying if you're fucking parent seventeen cents each at Trader Joe's. And your mom, mom broke her ass to be a single parent. That there's something wrong with that. That's called working through life and making the best of it. I want people to. Understand that Cavino, while he does sound... I don't sound, need your defense. Right, fine. I mean, I'm making my point perfectly fine. fine. You know what? Fine. If you don't agree with me, you go fuck yourself. And, and the invisible person who's impregnating you. What else did your Uncle Mario say? No, you do it, Luigi. You step on the duck. He has a shell for some reason. And then he go fly across the ground. I don't know how. Diego in California, you're on the show. Hola. Hey. So why didn't she just adopt a kid? Maybe you start as a foster parent, adopt a kid. Why even have a new kid? There's Rich, plenty of kids that need homes. Rich and I couldn't agree more because we're we're in the market of because she wants a new kid. <laughs> we're adopting Dominican kids in hopes that they make it to the big leagues one day. Mm -hmm. That's our plan. Kavino yeah. <laughs> and I, as a uh, as a as a fake gay couple, are going to adopt a couple Dominican kids. Look, the point is, if you got to read between the lines, and I'm with you, man, why not adopt? You know, people say that about animals, okay? Here's how fucked up we are, and I love people and all the backlash I'm getting. You could all swing from my Dave Matthews region, the space between. Because what's the first thing people say when it comes to dogs? Did you rescue the dog? Did, no, no, no. Did you adopt the dog? You should really think about adopting the dog. Meanwhile, we're creating little zombie babies in a, in a science lab. And no one's really concerned about, how about the fucking kid that needs a parent who's, who needs an adoption? Well. What do you mean, well? Who cares about the fucking dog? Well, I just said, There's well, millions I, I of kids said, that I need just, parents. I just said, well. I was doing my uh, Ronald Reagan impression. <laughs> there Sorry, is I no was saying, well. well. The only well <laughs> is the one that uh, baby Jessica fell down. Is <laughs> the one that Terrence Trent Darby's singing about. All right. Oh, the wishing well? There's no hope in you. 
Everything from Cavino's Space Between. Yeah, I mean, in reality, I don't, I don't care. But more and more, like I said, if you read between the lines, we're hearing more of these stories. One of Spot's good pals, if you just joined us, beautiful woman whose clock is ticking. She's having a baby through a sperm donor. There's no man in her life at all. What's her name, Mona Lisa Vita? Don't drag me into this. What's her name, Mona Lisa Vita? Don't drag me into this. I said that's just an indicator that, hey, maybe, uh, maybe she has relationship issues and shouldn't really be a mom. I don't know. Maybe until she works that out. I don't need to, I don't need to clear beer statements. But and, and a Rich has, has a close friend who's having twins. Mm-hmm. She's with the guy, but someone else is carrying the twins. You know, S- surrogates are a thing. It's a new well, sort about, of normal. You know, uh, usually you, you attribute these things to like celebrity people. What, what's, no, uh, not at all what's, anymore. What celebrity just had a kid, but it was through a surrogate. Was it the Kardashians or Beyonce? One of the, that was, uh, didn't Kim Kardashian's last kid? Yeah. Was carried through a surrogate. Yeah. You don't need to be a, a, a Kardashian to listen, have this sort of thing go on nowadays. Listen, science is unbelievable with these things. I I don't need I don't I'm not trying to come to your defense. You don't need defending. I'm just saying there is a big difference between a couple using science to get pregnant when they're trying. There's from what you're saying, there's a difference between someone, Schwarzenegger someone, can have a baby. someone freezing their eggs or sperm. I know you're, you're saying those things because they're just sort of helping what you consider the, the the process. Yeah. You're saying a woman that has no man in her life and no relationship, nothing, just out of the blue says, give me some random sperm. I want to be a mom. You, you think I feel like uh, there, there's there's something wrong with that system. It's like, yeah, all the checklists are filled out. Like, oh, who's going to be the role models for this child? Just you? There's probably men in her life. Okay, but it's like okay. Well, what's your deal? How come you're not? You know, you're a beautiful woman. You, you just choose to like be alone. What you're saying? And why are you bringing a, a kid into your scenario? What's what's going on here? Where do you want to start? How do you plan on supporting this kid? You're gonna work and be with the kid. What, like I want to know the answers to this. Rick in Wis. I'm not saying it's impossible. Collinson. Let's go. Yeah, let's go to Wisconsin. But to me, it's just it's, it's an indicator that that. Maybe she has another problem. And how's a kid going to solve that? Could be. Uh, it could be. I think it is. Rick. Yeah. What? What's the difference of her having a kid by herself and the guy going to a sperm bank getting paid for his jizz and just putting kids out in the world? I don't think that's necessarily right. Unless, like, there's people, uh, men who can't have children, right? So if there's, if there's oh, yeah. a man that can't have a kid and he, you know, there's a need for that, but I would never do that. I would never throw my jizz well, out right. there for a quick payday. <laughs> well, and that's what a lot of guys do. That's how sperm banks were built. You know, if if a guy is infertile, you know, can't produce children. Okay, there's there's a need for the sperm there's bank. A need for it, right? But what about these guys that go in there for a payday? Hey, hey Rick, you really want to know? And now he's got. You really want to know what? Really want to know what I think? I think they're jerk-offs, pun intended. What kind of fucking yeah. guy has no conscience uh, uh, or, or, or care about... Conscience. Did I say conscious? I always fuck it up. What kind of guy has no conscience about his jizz and it being out there and kids that could potentially be his? What kind of guy doesn't give right. a shit and does it for five bucks and a cookie? What kind of man does that? Do you get a cookie? You get a cookie? What kind of jerk-off oh, does that? It's like the car dealership. Do you get coffee? Right. And, uh, what else do you get when you donate your jizz? I would never do that, Rick. <laughs> I would never. So I'm with you right. a 1,000%. And, and, and uh, believe me, I sold cash for gold. You think I... <laughs> I would never do gold something like... Gold for cash. Yeah, but I know. Yeah, I, cash. I, dude, that's how I say it, though. I know. I know what it is, but it's called what? Cash for gold. Yeah. 
You got cash for gold. Yes. That's sad. That, was that the lowest point in your life? No. Not at all. Have you seen my living conditions the past year? Uh, Tony in Alberta. What's up, Tony? Tony, you're on. Hey, guys. First of all, Camino, I, I love it. You're, I love the opinion. A lot of people are afraid to say this shit nowadays. But no, you're right. Bring it up. And I love you for Rich for, for, for bringing up a controversial thing. I know you guys said it off there, bringing it up. But anyways, I agree with the guy who said uh, she should adopt. Like, it's a perfect opportunity to perfect. save a kid from possibly a foster home or several foster homes or who knows why. Like, I get that she wants to have a kid and the clock ticking and she doesn't have a guy right now. You know what adoption is, Tony? That's perfect you, you, know what, you know what adoption is, Tony? Adoption is the most, I feel like it's so selfless. By the way, adoption, because, not exactly. as easy as it sounds. Not that I've ever adopted, but I know that the process is not the easiest thing. Yeah, but if you want a kid so bad, honestly, it's easier to get uh, uh, a get sperm donor than uh, yeah. Get but, a, but but thank you, buddy. Adoption, while it is a process, if you want a child, I feel like adoption is super selfless. Because you, you know why? And would she what? and would she be approved as a single parent for adoption? You don't know. Why not then? Just saying. No, you just you're you're contributing to his, his side of the argument. Why would she be? Why would she be denied for adoption? She's a single parent. Why would they say no to her at adoption agency? I don't know. Not because she's a single parent. It's like, well, you know, I'm sure there's there's more to it. Yeah. No, that meets the, the eye. All right. Well, let's just, let's just. Uh, yeah. At the end of the know. day, I don't give a shit. There's a beautiful baby that's brought into the world that means more to me than her weird decision. It's the whole Doctor Frankenstein angle that everybody's taking that I'm not used to yet. I I could be the first one to tell you that. Maybe it's just something I'm not ready for. Who's to say? Who's to say? Fast forward five years or so, Cavino ends up having a kid via some type of. Uh, it's very possible. Like a frozen. Uh, very, I'll tell you why it's very possible. Good thing, you, by the way. Good thing you did uh, jizz in the ice cube tray. I know. I know. And that's uh, because <laughs> you know, more and more as you get the chance to play God, you know, people are saying, you know what, I want a son. And it's like, well, yeah, I want a son too, but do you want to play Jesus? Do you want to play God, or do you want to, you know? Let things happen as they may. That then it's a weird decision, you know. It's, it becomes a different decision. A lot of people are making that more than ever. I'm I'm gonna be faced with that. I guarantee it as, as the clock ticks. That's why I'm I'm not forced to do things quicker than I might have. But you know, everyone has their reasonings. I get it. At the end of the day, I don't care at all, to be honest. But when you ask me my real opinion, like I said, it all goes back to the fact that I think that. There's something wrong with that person if they can't find someone to want to share that with. That's all. It's really that. Let's uh, let's say what's up to Houston, John. What's up? Where's that? John in Houston, line seven. Oh, hey, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? Hey, man. First time I listened to your show about this topic about this uh, about the female uh, going to sperm bank. My situation was I had a friend of mine, almost the exact same situation, but she asked me for my sperm. Fuck that. And maybe uh, maybe he maybe he maybe he's like you know what I'm in who knows <laughs> I understand the situation because I thought put myself in her shoes I mean her going to a sperm bank not knowing who the father was later on in life and the baby actually hey mom uh, who is my dad I don't know I went to a sperm bank I don't I don't know who it was and we kind of spoke talked about it I was going to be like Uncle John and later on the kid wants to know who biological father was he can come to me and I, we can tell him the situation. I like that better than her going to a sperm bank. Well, I mean, you must love Wait, this you, woman and you, and you dearly. It? You did it? 
No, I didn't do it. She had, she had. Uh, oh, I know why. You didn't her fit in her shoes. You sound out. like a big black man. No way you're hey, fitting in her little shoes. <laughs> nah, nah. I, 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 we talked about it, and we were going to do it. The biggest dilemma was about the child support and all this stuff. Of course. And all that. So that was the big dilemma about it all. Uh, she didn't want to go to adoption agency because she wanted to know who about the She's looking for the kid, and I understand that. So I didn't want to go to a sperm bank, and I think guys going to sperm banks, giving their sperm out, is, is that's shitty. I wouldn't do that at all. And I wanted to be a part of the kid's life, so I, I was there like, hey, I'll be Uncle John. Wait, but on, what was the real reasoning she couldn't find a guy again? Well, I think she was going to school and shit busy, and she said she couldn't really find a good, decent guy, and she didn't want to go to sperm banks. She was like, hey, I would have, you know, would you mind giving me John, you know what I love in this story? I love your your heart in this story, right? And, and, and your, where your mindset is in wanting to do the right thing for your nice. friend. It's very nice. But tough titties on her part, no? <laughs> tough titties. You got tough titties? No, I mean, like, okay. hey. Tough titties. You know There's a lot of nice guys out there. You're not looking at the right ones. Your priorities are off. There's something off. Your priorities are off. <laughs> Yo, Kavino's cold-blooded today. It's not cold-blooded. Oh, Why is he cold-blooded, no. to be honest? Cold-blooded. John sounds like a good guy, though. I could never do that. That's to each his own. Uh, Christina in California, you're on. Hi. hi. Oh, hi, Christina. Hey. Um, so, two stories. One friend, financially sound, very smart, in her 30s, didn't, was still dating, couldn't find the right guy. She decided to freeze her eggs because she didn't want to put the pressure on people when she was dating. Okay. I find this to be a smart decision. So far. Yeah. That's right. what I, yeah. She's smart. Mm -hmm. Second one, um, her mother went to a sperm bank, was impregnated, and raised her. When she was about in her 20s, she went to look for her father, went to the sperm bank, found everything, found him. And he turned out, it was actually kind of weird and scary and kind of gross. He had done it so many times, and that he reached out, and he seemed kind of nice. On paper, he was smart, all these things. But I think if you're going to keep going to a sperm bank, you're not financially sound. Yeah. So maybe about a year later, she would you know, see him maybe a lunch or a cup of coffee just to get to know him. And about a year later, he invited her to a dinner. And there was maybe 15, 20 people there. These were all people that were born from his sperm, and That's he like, had a dinner with is them. This, is this a plot line? Is this the plot line of that Vince Vaughn movie? Like I don't know. Or yeah, there was a what was that shitty movie? No one saw it. Don't, I, I don't blame you, Christina. No one saw it. Vince Vaughn. There was a movie where was he one of the kids, or did he actually, or no, did he he, was he fathered five hundred kids? Teaches on. There's a guy who fathered 23 kids. We'll get to uh, when we talk about the news later. Thanks for the call, Christina. Thank you, Christina. Deliver you know, that delivery story, man. Delivery man. Uh, the story could have been worse. Uh, at least there was 15 other kids there. I thought it was going to be like a table for two, and turn into a creep date. I got, uh, <laughs> hey. I thought it was I mean, going to be a weird story. You, but I love you. What, what's my uh, What's my big theory? That's uh, always correct. No one cares about something until when spot. It affects them. It affects them. Hey, when do people care about when do people care about the MS run? When, when someone in their family or friends has MS. When do people care about uh, fighting autism in children? When, it affects them. when sadly some kid they know or in their family has autism. So until you personally or someone you know personally 
is dealing with unconventional means to get pregnant or yeah. or or uses these type of you know possibilities then you're not going to understand it. And I'm not saying I'm not knocking you out. I'm just saying if all of a sudden this happened to someone close what's to you. What's the reason? You know what? There's no good reason. Period. Tell me a good reason. Hold and on, I'll say, let me, okay. Let me read what the. Tell uh, me a good reason, and oh then I'll God. say, okay, I get it. I heard a few. We're talking about a specific example, which all points to I don't value relationships or the need for a father or husband in this See, scenario. Sarah's saying there's no quick explanation, but. Because said, there is none. She said all these men are forgetting that it's. Gets no, harder all these men are forgotten. Where's the guy in this she, scenario? She's saying men are forgetting that it's harder and harder to physically be able to have children by nature as women get older. Yeah. There's a biological timeline pressure for women who want to have children. Yep. Why should someone not become a mother at all because she hasn't found her life partner yet? Some people find their life partner at 40 or 50 years old. And yes, adoption because is science, a Because science allows it? Adoption uh, Adoption is a beautiful and wonderful thing. But, yeah, it's all, but it's all. But all, being pregnant is also a natural, beautiful thing. These Neanderthals complaining about women doing things the old school conventional way is uh, frustrating. Yep. Says who? Says my wife. Pulse. Says so, Pulse, too. So, so that makes me a Neanderthal? No, it's a Neanderthal way w of thinking. What's the opposite, then? What's the op opposite of super progressive says to who? say that I don't need a guy? I'll do it on my says own. Says who? You absolutely do. But I think the only thing that could be argued with what you're saying, I agree. It's It's... I, I don't I don't know why a woman would choose to have a kid without a boyfriend, husband, someone, any someone man. Someone saying, life. well, maybe she was raped, right? I'm getting all kinds of feedback, and, and there's, these are great conversation starters. But doesn't that again prove my point of saying, well, then maybe she needs to work some stuff out? Yeah, people are saying, well, yeah, what if she was molested and and doesn't trust men? Or yeah, listen, there's, there's ways. But I think the slippery slope is you take it outside of this conversation, and now you're saying, you keep saying like playing Frankenstein and God. Then, then are you critiquing your best friend Spot, who him and his wife, uh, you know, are trying no. to have a baby, but I might said, have to go I said, unconventional tell me means. A good reason, Spot, and then I'll your, say, uh, okay. Your brother, your, one of your brothers, or family members, or someone, didn't someone have a have to have to do in vitro? Brother, yeah. and that's yeah, a, and but that's uh, a great two, reason. Two beautiful kids. He has two beautiful kids. It's a great reason. Uh, I told you, one of my friends is having uh, kids via surrogate. There's different science, dude. That's science. a great. That's a great reason. You science can, allows people. I just think you're confused why this hot younger girl. Jumped very quickly yeah, to be I'm like. I'm offended. We would have all stuck it in her. We're Give her a baby. We're offended. Okay. All right, let's move on. The best of Covino and Rich on Faction Talk 103. All right, uh, can we please uh, go do a major show announcement in the form of song? Huge news. Now you got to pay close attention when you hear the announcement. It You're going to want to call in and congratulate us. It, it doesn't have to do with. Uh, Cars or defending women or or contracts or, contracts or uh, deep thoughts I have coming up later in the show. It doesn't have to do with the uh, sperm or Cavino freezing his sperm in ice cube trays. And we've kept this secret uh, for for a week or two um, because we were so amped about making yeah. this announcement on the show. This is a major announcement, and, and if you know anything, do, should, I, should we just let it play, or yeah. should we set up what people already know about this? It's a tickle sack exclusive. And world premiere. It's a remix, in fact. It's two songs in one. Two songs in one because it's a huge Cavino and Rich show announcement. Prior to Spot's open heart surgery, what was the one thing about Spot that clearly was problematic? Well, uh... My beard? No. Stop teasing and, uh... Just hit the song. Hit the song. 
Now Spot has a rotted toe that's so rotted that he has like little baby gremlins living underneath it. And it's on a square foot. And by the way, this toe's so gross. So here you go. Ready? My rotted toes. No! Something's deranged and it don't look good. What's that on his foot? Toes busted. So he grew a beard, but on his toe he stood. What's that on his foot? Toes busted. I'm afraid of those toes. Oh, let's go. I'm afraid of those toes. It's disgusting. I'm afraid of those toes. Oh, that's gross. I'm afraid of those toes. Ripping through his socks, tearing up his bed. Oh, what's that on his foot? Toes busted. Feet like a caveman, his toe fungus spread. Oh, what's that on his foot? Toes busted. Spot has a big announcement. I finally decided to go to the foot doctor and I'm getting my toe fixed. Yeah! Wow! Spot's got a new toe. One that won't make you sick. One that won't make you run real far. One that won't make you hide your chick. Spot's got a new toe. Fungus monsters flick. One that don't look petrified. A big toe I don't dread. One that's not out of service A poke a hole in your canoe One that won't be ripping out his summer weekend shoe His hongo foot looks new He's a new man with a new heart and a new toe No more rotted toe It's gonna be a lot of homeless monsters Toe! We've been evicted The pobrecito is no longer Well, it's it's en route Yeah! Spot, yeah. finally, after 10 plus years Went to the doctor and is in full treatment to get his rotted toe wow. fixed. Yeah, Years. I, uh, I went. They they shaved it down a little bit. They shaved. Okay, like when they uh, gotta, when know, like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber when they brought out those. Honestly, it was like a little tiny sander, and he like uh, you know how like my foot started to raise up a little bit. Oh <laughs> my, my toe God. started to raise up a little bit. Bro, you had a like a three story house full of uh, gremlins yeah. under your toes. They were so building high rises. He shaved that down, and then he put me on Lamisil, which is the thank goodness the fungi medication. So now, hopefully, it's a three month treatment. Yes, and, and you're about a, you're I'll, about a month into this. I'm a uh, yeah, like two three weeks in, and then hopefully I'll see. You know, you how know I within it? a year I'll see that my toe will be back to normal. Be a grand shiny toe. You, you know, you ever watch Ren and Stimpy spot, and they'd cut to that weird animation where it's like some something shiny and new. <laughs> You know that effect they would yeah. use? Like I picture you, like you display your new foot, and it's like all shiny and and, and gleaming and glistening and grand. Toe! This is new toe. I can't wait. Spot's toe! got a new toe. Spot's got a new toe. Everybody, spread the news and spread your butt got cheeks. Got a new toe. Love is in the air. Spot's got a new toe. I'm proud of you. Valentine's bud. Day Eve. Hey, Spot. Just part uh, of, it's part of my uh, Spot 2.0. Spot 2.0. My my promise to myself to take care of my health and always be on top of things. Yeah, is that what inspired you? The new second chance in yeah. life? No, really? Yeah. That's amazing, guys. Because we we talked him into getting his toe fixed for years. You know, all it takes is is lamisil, which is hard on the liver. I get that. Yeah. And a prescription medication, and he refused to. He just never got it fixed. I don't know how his wife put up with it, but refused. she did. 
Yeah. So finally, Spot's got a new toe. Well, we're happy for you. And you know what, Spot? Thanks. Since you got the open heart surgery, if people are new to the show, Spot, out of nowhere, went to the doctor and found out he had to have quintuple bypass surgery. After the heart surgery, you, you have a new lease on life. You decided to also get your toe fixed. And what I find interesting is that because Spot has dropped like, what, 30-something pounds now, right? Yeah. Have you noticed that Spot is wearing a whole new wardrobe because it's clothes he had that never fit him? Yes, I know. <laughs> like I, Every day I'm like, Spot, that's a sweet jacket. Hey, Spot, that's a cool shirt. Hey, Spot, that hoodie, where'd you get that? I know. It's he, all shit that Spot got as, you know, promotional. He was wearing a hyper-colored t-shirt from the 80s because- That's all that fit. It, it didn't fit him back then, but it fits him now, so he kept it all this time. You, uh- we used to get, uh, you know, a bunch of free clothes from a company, 5-4, that, uh-huh. you know, was like a subscription clothing service. You had all that stuff that just never fit I would, you. I would get that because, like, I, I feel like for a while, the largest size they had was extra large, but they're cut very small Yeah, for my big barrel body. So I would just take them. I'd look at them. Oh, these are nice clothes. Maybe I'll wear them someday. And they would go in my closet. And finally, now that I've slimmed down a little bit, I went through my closet recently and found shit ton of clothes. Wow. So, and you know what? They're big on you now. They're big on you. Spot, Spot's got a new toe. He's got a new toe. We're and proud of him. Uh, and he's in good shape. So, Spot, congratulations, Thank buddy. You. After 10 years of us making fun of you, uh, you making fun of yourself, you horrifying anyone on the beach or on vacation with your rotted yellow greenish toenail oh my god so I'll, 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 I'll tell you interns producers people are in the office anyone that has ever seen it even when we just said spot show me your toe have truly been disgusted yeah and the other huge and announcement and, and, and that that part of your life is gone that you're gonna miss it one day you're gonna look at your toe and be like yo remember i used to have a like a you're gonna miss the misery infested toe right right you're gonna look yeah. at it and miss uh, the gremlins that used to live with you all right so should we get through uh, throw them a, a going away party Maybe. Hey, another reason to celebrate? Why not? Daniel Javier Feats is congratulating us, and he knew that would happen someday. Are they Congratulations. Your, are they putting your nail in a museum? Did they rip <laughs> Did they rip the nail off uh, Jason Bateman style in Ozark? No. It wasn't like, oh! Honestly, I was worried they were going to do that. They should have. Because they'd be like, ah, let's just start fresh. That's oh. what I was th- I thought they were going to like numb your toe up and be like, it's <laughs> no. the worst. Yo, it's that gotta shit, grow out. It takes that, a minute. That scene in Ozark made me. I know the show's been on for like a year or something, but that's that one toenail scene. I don't know why it's um, uh, something that people are reluctant to get fixed. You know, that's happened to me. I was like, "Fuck that! I'm getting rid of it." Uh, my brother rocks the pobrecito. And brother's like, got a busted toe. Yeah, I'm like, "Fix that, dude! What's wrong with you?" You know why though? Because unless it's with your significant other or a girl you're dating, very infrequently will you have to bust out the toe. Vacation, the beach. I'm sure there's moments Vegas. When we've been to Vegas for different Kavino and Rich events, there's probably yeah. been moments of insecurity where like, fuck my toe. Yeah. But it's so infrequently that your mindset is, hey, okay. like I always bury my toes in the sand at the beach. Jim and Charlotte says, uh, is it true you got quintuple bypass <laughs> surgery? Or no? Hey. Hey, look, uh, we're is. happy for Spot. He's a new guy with a new toe. And, um, and a new you know, song to celebrate. <laughs> For all things Covino and Rich, follow us at Covino and Rich on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Covino and Rich, for a look behind the velvet rope of interviews and more, much more on Faction Talk 103.
Rodriguez, my boys. I have a theory about Alfonso Romero. <laughs> oh, boy. My I'm theory is, to see you, man. you know, Alfonso, you've been in this business a long time. Oh, it's right? been a minute. It's yeah. been a minute. He's about to stroke you because I think I know his theory. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have facial hair when you started in this business, right? I mean, it, it was it was more like fuzz. Yeah. He was doing his thing. I got a theory that Alfonso Romero, see, here's what we get to do. You, you've met everyone along the way. Right. From... from, from um, Michael Jackson and Justin Timberlake. Right? Yeah, all of them. All of them. Everybody. Yeah. He knows everybody. Everybody. But we've met a lot of people, too, because we do radio and people stop in all absolutely, the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, you're the most, I, I think you, you get in your own way because you're the most charismatic dude that we've met along the way, I think. Wow. Yeah. I think yeah. like you're almost Thank too you. talented. Yeah, he goes, he goes, maybe he's too talented. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. Dude, you're getting in the way of your beautiness. I was yeah. just going to say that. You know how a pretty girl might be too pretty for the part? That's true. Do you think Alfonso Ribeiro is too charismatic. Uh, charismatic to step on maybe other people and things like that? Um, I've never thought of it that way. Ah. Um, but if that's the problem, I'm going to keep riding with it. <laughs> Yeah. You know that's what I'm saying? Problem. Like if that's if that's the if that's how I'm doing it wrong, yeah. then I'm gonna keep trying to do it wrong. Then right? I wanna be right. <laughs> yeah. That's I, it. you know. I, listen, I mean you never I, I can't ever really look at myself that way, but Dude, I'm telling um you, you know, look, I, I I try to look at the world half full, glass half yeah. full kind of guy. And yeah. um I look at every opportunity as just that, an opportunity. And uh, like I, I I'm I'm I feel very blessed in my life, so I kind of walk with that every day, and 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 feel appreciated, uh, or I appreciate the the the, the position that I'm in. Absolutely. You, you ever take a big look and say, yeah, the work is great, the the money's great, but you look at other people and you say, you know what what makes you happy is that. I see you on I see you on Instagram. You're toasting with your wife. You're going on fun trips. You're golfing. You're is isn't that more important than everything else that you're actually happy? So so very interestingly, uh, this weekend I was lucky enough to to be invited to play in the AT and T Pro Pro Am up at Pebble Beach, and on Saturday I'm walking down. I think it was like the tenth hole, and I'm with Chris Harrison. Right yeah. and from that of course, and he his pro is Jason Day and my pro is William McGirt and and I literally turn to him and I say, how lucky are we? Yeah. Right, like we're at Pebble Beach on Saturday. Oh, by the way, both of you have great gigs and oh. it's great gigs, great gigs. But 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 recognizing that that's the moment that we felt lucky about. Right, not that I have a great gig, not that he has a great gig. Right, that we're Keep able golfing. to hang out together and play while watching PGA Tour members play with them as my, our partners. Yeah, and playing Pebble Beach on Saturday, and we played it on Sunday because we both made the cut. Like, was incredibly special, and so I appreciate that. Like, the life part is so much more important. That's nice to hear, though. Yeah, you don't too many people. Granted. Too many people do that. Too many people are just like, you know, well, say, hey, what are you up to? And they talk about their work, right? I, I'm, if, I'm, you're diving into exactly what I've been thinking lately, because people, people say, oh, I'm doing this, I got this project, I got this, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if I really want to pile on too much more. I sort of enjoy hanging out with my kid and my wife and doing fun things. If we make a nice living here, like, right. why am I begging for extra side work all the time? Well, I'm not going to say that I'm mad when I'm really busy, yeah. right? Like, this, these are the best problems in the world to have. I say it all the time. I'm like, I have been crazy busy the last, yeah. like, three years. 
Thank God. Yeah, right. No, like great. I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly happy with it. You have to have balance, right? Exactly. Like, and that's really, really all that we're talking yeah, about for here. Sure. Is this, it's balancing it, right? Like between between the work, family, you know, life, happiness. Uh, whether it's you know, I play a lot of golf, so just all of that is is super important. But I, but I really do enjoy the work. You got oh, yeah. golf skills. We haven't we haven't crossed uh, into that world yet. You, you you will and you when when you do you will recognize how great it makes your life. I just you. think if I put a hat on, I wasn't gonna say I look like Jason Day, so I I try. To I, can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Or they'll think you're the caddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, you, your boy though, uh, your boy Chris Harrison. Hey, it's Chris Harrison from The Bachelorette. Havino, Rich, you did not receive a rose. He's got yeah. a gig. For the moment. Say goodbyes. We 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 like we like Chris Harrison. We, you know he, he's, he's great. He, he finally started watching The Bachelor because the girl he's dating now watches. But yeah. I right. watch that show right. and we 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 joke that of all the easy gigs he works his ass uh, ass off. I'm sure. He showed up but in that, Italy for like that, two seconds. But that gig. He that is striking gold. He comes in in the beginning and he d- does a little hits his glass and he's like, yeah. "Ladies, uh, today Ben will be or whoever the bachelor is will right, be giving right. out uh, a couple date cards and that uh, good luck, goodbye." Comes in back at the end. He travels all around the world and yes. comes back at the end and he's like, "Ding ding ding, it's time for the rose ceremony." Right, but <laughs> he, here's the here's the part that that I think most people don't really get to see is he has to be on set for when things go off. Oh, uh, right, right, and right. And he's behind the scenes he's also. He's behind the scenes yeah. also. But, like, it's when, you know, somebody does something and the show needs to step in, he's got to be able to jump right in. And really, his his toughest job it's is not when banging, they It's do, not banging all the girls. It's not banging all the girls I'm, on the show. I'm not going there with you. <laughs> um, but... Uh, <laughs> The the reality of like when he does the 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 sit down the behind the rose oh, yeah. like he has to do a two hour live interview and, and he's great at that he, he's great at that like that's really where he gets paid oh yeah because yes we all agree <laughs> that walking in tapping the glass and telling everybody what's about to happen. Doesn't require a lot of. He's got more. He's got more talent than that. He does not have to. But he taps that glass better than most people can. He's good at it. He's good at it. He's good at this. Yeah, but I question this. Is that a sound effect later? Right? Like, are we? (laughs) It's a. Are we making sure it's the perfect sound later? You know, this is this is your possible. It's possible. Plus, you got to. He's got to remember all those names. Right. Oh shit. Right. Like Lauren B and Lauren A and Lauren D. (laughs) It's like, why is there always that many Laurens? Do you get suckered into these shows uh, that you don't necessarily want to watch, but wifey, you know, has to watch them, so you get caught up in them? I, I unfortunately like that. The miserable part of all of that is that that is a lay in bed show. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Like when you, I put the kids to bed, they're asleep. We are, you know, at this point, we just lay in the bed because we know they're getting up at six thirty. Oh, can we right? time out for a second? And you're it, exhausted. You're, you're dad. I, I have a nine month old. He has a daughter. Right. I, I'm, I've decided that all parents. I didn't know this until I was a parent. Every day is a countdown until bedtime. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, I told, absolutely. Them, every I told day. them there's a guilty feeling, kind of, because you just want them to go to bed so that you can just lounge a little bit. <laughs> and and just, it's it's the time off. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, every like, day, like a certain I look time. at the clock. Yeah. I look at the clock. All right, when are they going to bed? My, my four-year-old is heavily into basketball, right? The problem is is, is that we only watch East the Coast Lakers. We watch, <laughs> well, we watch the Lakers when they're on the road. Because we're like, we can't watch the Lakers when they're at home. They're they going on a 10 to 7 15. They can't help out. Come, you know, we should like an East Coast team. <laughs> Game start at 4 o'clock. We're going to watch the magic. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> no, for sure, man. You just so, got to get that sleep. So yeah, so like going back, we, you know, yeah. we 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 watch those shows in bed, and and I fall asleep. Do everything in my power <laughs> to get myself to sleep as, as quickly as possible. <laughs> but I'm yeah. like, I can't, I can't do this the entire time. Can't hey, do it. You know, speaking of being exhausted, being a parent, uh, you know, being a host, you know, doing your show, all your gigs, playing golf, it's exhausting. It has to be, again, good problems, but exhausting to be Alfonso Obrero because everybody feels like they know you. Yes. And everybody wants to talk to you, right? Well, and then take a picture and shit like that. You have to kind of be on. So here's tell, the hardest tell us the part. Hard, the, I know it's quote unquote hard, but tell us that side of things. The hardest part for me yeah. is very specific to me. Is so when we're playing this weekend at, at Pebble Beach, my my pro partner uh, William McGirt said, at the end of four days, he goes, I think if you had five dollars for every time someone came up to you and asked you to do the Carlton dance, <laughs> you would have made more money than the winner this week. Yeah, and to <sighs> to do the dance, that's kind of like do the dance. I don't. It's like when people come up to us and say, "Do the voice." Like, do the voice. Well, do the voice. by the way, like, perform you know, for look, you. I, I I get it, and I and I appreciate it in its own way. <laughs> right. But I'm always like this. Are you guys aware that you're asking a black man to dance for you? <laughs> dance for me. <laughs> what? I'm like, are you? I like. <laughs> On a on a, so on a on a bigger picture of all of this, like yeah. you are aware yeah. that you're randomly walking up to a black guy and saying, "Yo, man, dance for me." <laughs> Not even that, just a grown. How many even, even a grown man? Like, yeah, you can I'm add that a, to it. I'm just gonna bust yeah. into a move yeah. right now because oh, you asked me to. Because yeah. you've asked me now, <laughs> that I feel this <sighs> thing inside me that is gonna make me want to dance for you. That's funny. Or just randomly, and I always love the fact that like there's like that one person that truly believes. That he's the first person to say it, right? Oh. Right. I know that's the fucking funniest part. You right. Like in, never in his got, mind, he's Alfonso, like, Alfonso, no one, maybe no one's ever asked you this, you but do, you, maybe you could do the you, dance. Maybe dance for me. <laughs> dance. You know, move your feet, do a little jig for me. When, people when you, do that on this show all the time. People will call up and they'll they'll think they're like you know saying the most profound thing ever. Like, dude, for every hot chick, you're never gonna believe this one. But for every hot chick, there's some dude who's sick of banging her. We're like, right, we never heard that dumb like, cliche happy before. Wife, happy life. They'll give us some cliche. Yes, We're like, yes. you know, did this guy really think he invented that one? You yeah. know, and, they know and, that they absolutely b believe <laughs> right. that they are the first person they heard it one time before, right, right, right. and this is their coming out party. What do you to the world? <laughs> what are you, what are you doing the, the dance? What do you think the magic was though with that scene? Because let's be honest, that show ran for a long time, super successful. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right, right. You and Will Smith, you do the it's not unusual Carlton dance, right? And you're, you're right to this day. You said legendary. even legendary golfers are telling you you'd be the richest guy on earth if you had five bucks every time someone asked you. Why yes. did that scene resonate? Was it that it was hilarious, but what do you think it was? So so here's the the overall thought behind the Carlton character, right? Yeah. The Carlton character for me was like black people laughing at white people, white people laughing at themselves without feeling like they're laughing at themselves. And ah, what I mean by that right. is it's not like all white people are goofy and, <laughs> and, and nerdy, right? But but like the nerdiest of the nerds, right? Yeah. Like we can laugh at that person without ever feeling like we're laughing at ourselves. Through you. Right? <laughs> Through, Through your me. character. Right? Yeah. So black people get to be like, yo, that dude's like a white dude who's nerdy. <laughs> right? And, and then white people are like, yo, that's like my brother. <laughs> not me. Yeah, not me. Not me. He's just nerdy. And I get funny. to laugh at him. And I feel like the Carlton dance just fully embodied 
the spirit of that. Yeah. You when, know, when you guys the, did the finale of that show, it was obvious that you guys, when the writers got together, it was like, hey, we need to somehow. Because the, the last scene when you like get pa- you guys are packed yes, up, right? Yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you we brand, like one one last time. one last time. Yeah. They had to do it because uh, probably because the fans would have been. It was it was the right thing to do yeah, for the yeah. moment, right? Like it's obviously in syndication, it's like there's no last moment because the thing just keeps playing every yeah. day over and over. Yeah, but and your, over. your mic drop was on Dancing with the Stars. Now, I mean, isn't that a great way to sort of leave that memory? You you fucking nailed that. The shit. problem is, is that it never ends. There's uh, always still, you've the done next it since. moment you've that done needs it since. to be. Yeah, like I did it on <laughs> AFV. You know, <laughs> America's Funniest Home Videos are like this. You know, you got to do it one time at least. For us, so you know, there's, 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 a, there's always a, you know, last time moment right. for that thing. Like you said, it's a, it's a great thing, and you respect it. Obviously, you know, people remember it, and that's, that's awesome. But does it cock block you in a little bit of a way? Because you got moves. You were the, the tap dance kid. You did. You could. You still and, got and, those and, Michael and Jackson moves. He's, he's also yeah, boogaloo. He's also boogaloo shrimp. shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember, remember that. All? Remember yeah. this nerdy white guy comes up. Of course. Hey, what's up? Okay, thank you. That was rad. Bad. <laughs> We're going to welcome our next contestants all the way from Bel Air, California. Please welcome Will, the Thrill, and Boogaloo Shrimp. I, I you know, that, uh, that's, uh... I don't know if you remember that guy. Do you remember that guy? Uh, I remember this, unfortunately. No, do you remember working with that guy? Oh, that guy? The tall dude with the yeah. ears? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was, so he was pretty good at it. What, what's your thought when you see this shit? When you look back? Um, you know, it's weird. Like... As you were saying that, I wasn't watching me. I was watching Will. Oh yeah, right. Like I wasn't. Like I don't watch myself. Yeah. Do like in the past. I don't. I rather not watch myself. Yeah. You know, it's just it's that's the past. It's right? amazing though when you think though that you know people at weddings and different silly events, people yes. will do a dance that you did. It's it's pretty bizarre when you think about it, right? It's weird. Yeah. But here's here's the here's the way that I've I've kind of always looked at this, right? Like so, you know, in my life, I created something that is truly iconic. Right, that people, you know, twenty some odd years later are still asking me to do it. It's the blessing and curse, right? At the same time, imagine this for a second: you did something in your life so well that nobody will let you do what you love to do anymore, ever. (laughs) So you were so good, dude. You were so good. I'm never letting you do another thing. Right, right. Right. We don't want to see you dance we, unless it's that dance. We, we don't want to see you act <laughs> unless you're that character. Oh, right, that's, right. That's, that's, and so the blessing it's like the, 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 this is what you enjoy doing. I enjoy creating characters and, and becoming that person and playing it to the best of my ability. This is, as, as a young man, this is what like was my fire. And ooh, I did such a great job. You never get to do it again. Wait, so that's Damn. great. So then, what was the character? What was the role that you never got to play, even though you really wanted to, because everyone wanted you to do that all the time? I don't know if there's one character, but it could have been I anything. Just, but whatever, right? I, like, it's like being an actor, right? Was what I enjoyed and what I ah, what I wanted to be, right? Yeah. right? So, so I was so good at it that I never got the ability or being allowed to do it again because you were so right? convincing as that, as that. Oh, so, like, yeah. you never get to do it again. Man, with that said, but yet that- you get to say, "I created something that to this day people still find a love for," which is and awesome. so I have to appreciate it 
and hate it at the, same <laughs> at the exact same time, time yeah. because it has afforded me a wonderful life. Of course. I'm certainly proud of the work that I created, that I was able to be a part of being part of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as that character is something very special, but I never get to do what I love to do anymore. And so I then had to go and create a new version of Alfonso. I had to learn directing. I have now to learn how to be a host. I have to become and do something different that I am now finding that I enjoy it as much or that's, more that's anyway. Great, man. So it's a blessing in disguise, but imagine for a second that's your Ooh, life. Wow. It's a very difficult thing that takes years yeah. to get over. Alfonso Rivero here on the Cavino and Rich Show. Always love when he stops by. It's a throwback Thursday. Uh, we're reminiscing a little bit about the other stuff. We're going to talk about the, the hosting, which you're great at. But I want to ask you this, too, because, you, again, you've you've crossed so many uh, different paths along the way. And, and I mentioned, like, uh, Justin Timberlake, because I feel like you brought him up last time uh, for whatever reason. Right, right. Um, no, I, I he's my boy. We yeah, play yeah, golf okay, together, and right. he's my boy. So When yeah. you see guys like Will Smith, mm -hmm. Justin Timberlake, and you see your friends and, and – and yeah, just friends doing right. big things like Super Bowl halftime. Right? Are you nervous for him? Are you just watching? Are you able to enjoy? Like, what's your mindset when when you're just seeing shit like that? I'll say I'm never nervous for them. Never. Right? And I'll tell you because I know how much work they put into what they do. Okay. Right? Um, the the way that I've always viewed it as the greatest in entertainment, in sport, in life. Right? They're people that. Second place is never an option, right? Like, in their minds, they're going to work harder than anybody else that that you're going to know, right, in right. your life, right? And the amount of work that they put into what they do, I'm never nervous for them because I know they're ready, right? They would say, oh, my God, I'm not ready. But they've done it so long, they know how to be ready. And so never nervous for JT, never ner nervous for Will. I know they're going to be great. Um but then when you're watching... I get to enjoy it as a fan. You do. That's cool, oh, man. Yeah, That's I get awesome. to enjoy it as a fan. Like, watching Super Bowl, I mean, JT killed it, right? Yeah. And he was he was fantastic. And, like, for me, I got to sit back and go, That's my boy. Right. Killing it like he always And then does. you get him on the text right? message and or then, something and like then that. Later, and then, you know, a couple days later, I'm like, Dude, awesome. Right? Because <laughs> I know that it was yeah, like... Give him a break. It was like four days before he was going to be able to do anything afterwards. But, like, being able to... You know, like even because last year he was up at Pebble Beach with us, and so he was like wishing me luck all week in tournament, and and so there's there's that, and then you know Will and I text a ton, and and it's always nothing but love because I like I I really do view Will as one of the most hardworking people I've ever met in my yeah. life. Um, he works harder than anybody else. I, he doesn't sleep. Like really, yeah. he doesn't sleep. Yeah, like he doesn't sleeps. Have a quote like uh, while others sleep, I get ahead or some shit. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Like while you're sleeping, I'm moving past you. Right wow. is his thing. And by the way, it's not like he's saying it. He's he's it. doing it right. Damn. Like he sleeps probably five hours a day. Something wrong with the dude, right? Like I can't do that. I have to sleep. But he's able to do that, and he just keeps working every day. And, and it's not like he's working on his on his craft all the time. He's working on his mind. Um, he's expanding himself. An interesting question for Alfonso Obrero, uh before we start talking about the, the uh, new TV stuff. As we uh, reminisce again, I mentioned Justin Timberlake. Who's the closest thing to the guy you admired growing up, uh, Michael Jackson, that we all admired growing up? Is it Timberlake? Is it Bruno Mars? Or will there ever be anything close to Michael Jackson? You were chilling with yeah, the guy. I, I would simply say there is and there will never be anyone um, like Michael Jackson, right? Like, yeah. 
And 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 by the way, I try to explain that to my think, kid and stuff. You know? I don't think Bruno or JT or anybody else for that matter would ever even believe anywhere in their heart and soul that they are right. Like it's 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 media's job to pose the question, whereas I don't think that they actually believe in any way that they are. Michael was a was a trailblazer, blazer, right? Like he like a once changed in a the way we viewed music, the way we we viewed all of this, and was an amazing talent. Bruno Mars is incredibly talented, but he's not just doing Michael; he's doing James Brown, he's right? Doing, right. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing a bunch of different artists combined, right? Like a lot of JT's album. I know people had an issue with the whole Prince thing, but to be honest with you, if you really listen to his new album, Man of the Woods, like it's very much inspired by Prince, right? Like, there's a lot of Prince vibe, energy. Uh, the the way he has put some of those songs together has a very Prince-esque, you know, uh, thing to it. And so we're all kind of, we, we all view our past. The people that we love, uh, our influences, are always going to create you know, a road to our future. But we also put them on a pedestal. We were I talking was, about how yeah. Mike Tyson was the most indestructible guy growing up did, did you think we have we grew up with three michaels that were <laughs> yeah. i mean we don't know if we consider them more elite than they were because that was our childhood mike tyson michael jackson michael jordan right are they all that elite or are we looking through kid goggles like, <laughs> well like, i i think they're all that elite right i think so we like, just we just ha- we were that lucky we to would, grow up <laughs> yes but that's crazy, crazy right? you could but you could also say in place of mike tyson you could have Muhammad Ali. Yep. Right. Right? So there's nobody that's ever going to say Mike Tyson was greater than Muhammad Ali. So even though we got to enjoy the greatness that Mike Tyson brought in the fight game, Muhammad Ali was the greatest. Michael Jackson would tell you that James Brown, right, was True. his, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um Music was very different back then because we didn't have, black artists didn't have the ability to be in mainstream, right? So Michael Jackson was kind of the first real gigantic crossover, right? Michael Jordan, the the greatest ever play the game, right? But wouldn't we question that Wilt Chamberlain? Yeah. Right? Without a doubt. Michael Jordan never had 100-point games, Yet Wilt Chamberlain did. Yeah. But because it's so they are as great as we believe they are because they truly are the goats. Right. But there's the the older generation that would look at it and question it because they would say, well, yeah, but you didn't get to see Wilt. Yeah. You know, you, people love to uh, glorify and put on a pedestal. Like you said, the generation they grew up in. We both grew up. You know, I was born in 79. He was born in 76. You're or, or earlier uh, older 70s. than that. You're yes. a little older than that. <laughs> Do you feel there was something special about the 80s? We were saying last week on a, on a throwback Thursday magic. that there was something so magical and fun and cheesy and great about being a kid at that time. And I would say because we were at the precipice of media change, right? Like we were able, we were the beginning of this generation where we had access yeah. to mm-hmm. more. Right. Like if you were in the, the the Elvis Presley days, right, you got to see Elvis when he came on TV once every, you know, five yeah. months. Right. We couldn't you could get as much as you want. You want to watch Michael Jackson. You tune into MTV. You were going to see a Michael Jackson video every hour. Right. 
we were the beginning of that. So we got to enjoy these amazing artists that came into our lives. And by the way, they were great, right? Mm -hmm. Like, can you deny that Madonna, Madonna was better than Lady Gaga, yeah. right? But Lady Gaga would be this generation's Madonna, Madonna yeah. correct? Right, but mm -hmm. but Madonna was better. Simply put. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a piece of the 80s that, like, a lot of amazing artists and a lot of things that we that we got to experience, I think, might have been some of the greatest quotable things in time. Quotable movies. Uh, TV shows that, you know, people love to reminisce about. It's a, right. It was the a different style, generation. Music, yeah. music, but we everything. are the beginning of that time. Exactly. Yeah. So we're the first so, to be able to look back. Right. So. Right. We have, like, the our, the generation before us can't look back on the 70s and 60s and say, yeah, remember when they came out on That's Ed nuts. Sullivan? Right. Because yep. That's about it. Were you able to enjoy it the same way we did, you know, Saturday morning cartoons and oh, shit absolutely. like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Were, Dude, Saturday mornings was everything. Oh, right, Spock, right. Spock, cue up that shit Cavito started the show with. I want to see if Alfonso oh, remembers this it. This is from 1980. I think it was Saturday morning PBS shit, though, but it was, uh, do you remember this? The guy? little kid in the glass. Hold on. Uh, the Throwback Thursday. Ladies and gentlemen, the teeny little super guy. Teeny little super guy. Pops right up before you. I don't think I remember this one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember this guy? No. We were uh, playing this earlier. You've heard this one. No, yeah. I don't know this one. You remember it? What was your shit growing up uh, when you, when you were sitting there eating? I pancakes? was superheroes, dudes. So like I, you know, I was all you know, all you know, Justice guys? League, and here I was all those. They, I, that, yeah. that was my thing. And you know, what? I, I actually last night, like weirdly enough, I was flipping through the channels and accidentally, you know, sometimes when you're on, you know, you're you're on Directv yeah. and you yeah. and you hit the buttons and you miss one and it sends you to those channels that you never watch, yeah. right? Like it of sends course. you to the local LA channels. And I was I ended up watching about twenty minutes of the Incredible Hulk. Of what? Bill Bixby? Bill Bixby's oh, incredible like, shit. Th like that, <laughs> that was one. good. Right? I was like, oh my God, this was the worst TV show ever. <laughs> and I think that aired and like I, and it's shit you love. And I loved it <laughs> as a kid. I loved it. Like well, I had it was like it was like the worst moment ever. I was like, angry. oh my God, it actually sucked. Right. I, I felt I, that I, I put I, that along the same lines as like a dance fever and stupid uh, shit that well, used to oh, air. Oh, you look back and you're like, weekends. Oh, what little, we remembered uh, was great was not so no, great in the seventies. Solid gold. Was that well, the show? Did, there's certain shows solid that was good though. That uh that do stand the test of time and some don't. Uh I loved it as a kid. Remember Larry and Balky, uh, Perfect Strangers? Right, yep, yep, I yep. watched that, and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is not, the comedic timing is not what I remember. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't play. It didn't, yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. But, but really, as you, really all it says is that as time goes along, we're all kind of getting better at what we do. Right, That right. is true. Hey, you, you know, know what? Uh, as we all do get older, I hate, we, we, Kavino and I hate the idea of aging. It just sucks. It sucks. It does suck. And yeah, but, I, but he looks good, so well, that makes me feel good. I was going to say, I want to bring this up because you're looking great, and I looked on your Instagram, and you're wrapping up in rapid recovery and doing all these things. Are you, yes. How involved are you in just taking care of yourself? Because recently, I I, I tried cryotherapy because I'm fucking. It's sore. great. I'm sore all the it's time. It's great, by the way. I, Cryo, so, so do far, it. Like it. Yep. What, any other tricks of the trade from Alfonso? Because uh, you know, I'm I'm 38. He's 41. We're 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 creeping. You're we're you're, creeping. you're 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 one day. Yeah, gonna right. be old like me. Um, <laughs> the cryo is fantastic. Fantastic. So you okay, right. Okay, I good. But I would say, really, the most important thing that you could do for yourselves right now is understanding, and this is going to be a little out there for a second, is how the brain gut neurological system works. 
Okay. I mean, I'm interested because so, I'm so in, I'm, so like everything you eat affects your brain and neurologically how your body responds. Right. So okay. understanding that will change your world because now the foods you eat, like when we were kids, you could put like dirty unleaded fuel in your body <laughs> yeah. and you are fine. You were fine. Right. But now today, as you get older, the food you eat is that much more important to how your body responds. And so. I have gotten to the point where I've learned that certain foods will literally make my back go out. Wow, really? Like to that yes, extent? Yes, that specific. Because you can tell certain foods make you tired, uh, lethargic, and shit so, like that. So I'm going I'm to blow a little bit for a second. So we all talk about a beer gut, mm -hmm. right? Well, by the way, most guys don't actually have a beer gut, right? Like it's not beer that's yeah. actually making you have that gut yeah, yeah. i don't what drink a whole it, lot of beer what it simply is <laughs> is your intestines are swollen so if you're eating foods that make you just a little bit swollen that's your gut your intestines 20 some odd feet of intestines if it's five percent swollen your waistline is going to be two inches bigger Okay, so if you eat the right foods, right? So like, I don't try to do gluten much anymore right. because I've learned you blow that yeah, you I actually am slightly allergic to gluten. We all are actually slightly allergic to gluten. Some are are heavily allergic to it. Some are not. When you cut it out for a month and then add it again, the first time I added it, I threw up. Wow, really? I had a piece of bread and threw up. But you noticed that bloat go away too. But at my in eight days, I lost two inches in my waist when I cut out all of the foods that make me swole. Yeah, that's, wait a second. When did you start that? Because we probably haven't seen you in about a year, and you do look like you trimmed out a lot. Right, and now it's like it's weird because I'll 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 decide. Yeah, I'm gonna have a bread. I'm gonna have some bread today. Yeah, I, I don't care. I, I like, think step but one, I know it. I think step one is is being pickier. Like I'm I'm pickier now, where I've cut out red meat and less. It's like the ra the occasional like steak night with the guys yes. or a burger that I can't resist. Like Absolutely. I'm not having like meaningless red meat. It's got to be like top the tier. The top tier, good stuff. And by yeah. the way, like if you really want to take it to the next next level, yep. grass fed, grass fed. I, I I'm I'm all about right. This like that will not the not not the grain fed not uh, just grass fed beef is actually that much better for your body. What's your drink right? of choice with all this mindset going on? Well, what's weird is that I actually, I'm a white wine drinker, which has a ton of sugar. Right. Um, but there's a diet called Eat Right for Your Blood Type. And on the Eat Right for Your Blood Type, my blood type has allows me white wine and tequila. And you stick with that. And, and that's it. And it's working. And it works. Oh, that's great. It works. Like yeah. I don't wake up the next morning feeling horrible. But like what you saw on my Instagram, yeah. the the um, uh, Normatech recovery system, this thing is the greatest thing ever for like people who play golf or do any real physical activity because the NHL, the NBA, the NFL all use something like this, whether it's this product or or not, to recover, to get your legs to recover. So when I'm playing in a tournament and I'm walking five or six days in a row on a golf course, which I don't do every week at home, mm -hmm. all of a sudden you get to the you know the third or fourth round and you have no legs left because you're not used to walking it. This thing is a recovery system that allows your legs to come back. I am now starting to use all those things That's at dope. 46 no, like to it. allow my body to recover 
and be able to continue every day. Yeah. I'm a little no, jealous I, you figured it out. Yeah, we just got to figure out I'm, our eating shit. I'm, don't eating, get me wrong. Man. I feel I'm like I'm eating. allergic to I'm everything. mentally noting all you're saying because I, I, we were, we've talked about this a lot recently. Late 30s, early 40s, like something clicks where you got to make adjustments you better, or or, or, or it's over. Yeah. Or, or or now or now you're doing the crash diet where yeah. you have to like you know jumpstart your whole life over and redo everything. It's better to make it as you're talking about it. Make small changes as you go, of course, and kind of being able to maintain that health. You made a good point. You got treating your body like a like a fine car versus a kid. You would absolutely, put, you'd put, yeah. You you put anything in your you'd body, put anything, Forget and it would work. Like Sugar now, snacks. it's like uh, like I make sure that I'm putting in truly. The the the, the high the high end fuel yes. that you yes. never put in your car at the gas station never. like the, to, the, the top never. the top the ninety I, I sometimes go to gas stations that only have the ninety two octane. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to want to take a few phone calls? Say what's up to uh, Alfonso, sure, and sure. then we'll uh, then we'll talk some America's funniest home videos. What's yep, up? Yep. Uh, hey, uh, Chris in Nevada. What's up, Chris? Hey, I just wanted to say thanks to Alfonso Rivera for letting me meet my wife. She I... was a DJ at a bar and. Uh, they were playing a song, and I was dancing with my buddies, and I did your, the Carlton dance move. And later on that day, she came up that night. She's like, hey, that was the best I've seen since him. And nice. So, that was it. So, see, a guy brings up the dance like everyone does. That's $5, but, by the way. Yeah, $5. $5. But to hear that something ridiculous like that, he met his fucking wife. Like, right. Like, but so, those are the best stories. I know. That's, right? That's a good story. Th- those are the yeah. good stories. Those are the ones that you're happy. Mm. You're like, you know, congrats, dude. You met your wife through, you know, doing a stupid yeah, dance some, in a bar. Some yeah. Right? Some, like, some guy called us. And I inspired it. Some guy called us once and said that he, this is years ago, he signed up for MySpace. This, right, you know, like ten years ago, to follow us, and then he met his wife on MySpace, and they have kids and everything. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's those are the stories that you're like. Are you serious? I like, actually went uh, to the guy who created MySpace's house the other night. Tom? Yeah, I went to his house. Okay. Just chilling, Tom. Doesn't he go around the country like taking uh, pictures and stuff now? Uh, I mean, it was just very cool. You so and Tom, Tom is really your friend. You went to I his space. I went to his space. His space. His space. It wasn't my space. It was his space. Chuck in Boston. You're on with Alfonso Rivera. What's up, Chuck? What's up, Chuck? Hey, uh, I heard that Whitney Houston was up for the part of Hillary Banks. I'm just wondering if, uh, if uh, Alfonso could tell us any information. Did, did she actually audition? I, I, that is that. absolutely the first time I've ever heard that. Never, um, never I've heard never it. heard that before, so I have zero knowledge of that. Uh, you know, I did work with Whitney Houston when she came on Silver Spoons. She did a guest spot uh, when she first started, uh, so I met her then. But uh, I have no knowledge of uh, of of Whitney um, going up for it, so I can't really add to that. You know who we brought up recently? Uh, the guy that played uh, Jeffrey. Yeah. Joe um, Marcel is he is he with us still? He, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, I was gonna yes. say we, Jeffrey's we, with us. James uh, Avery, is who not, played yeah, Uncle yeah. Phil, is, is, is not. Yeah, um, we're saying uh, Jeffrey, Mr. Belvedere, uh, Mrs. Garrett, right. all of our Tony favorite shows. Tony Danza was that. All of our favorite shows growing up had some type of help. Yes. Uh, do you think because the help co- because they're wonderful? Yeah, but, they, they were, <laughs> you know, but they were always the com- they were always the comic relief in a weird way. Right, because they don't have a relation to you. Yeah, right, yeah, so was, there's this little bit of like, I could fire you, but you're too important to us to fire you. No, but it made us so, think our parents were failures because like we don't have help. We don't have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
<laughs> None of us had help yeah, right. in, in our houses. Well, we appreciate you being here always, now, man. I was going to say, America's Funniest Home Videos, you've given away over $15 million on the show. That's that's unbelievable. Is that this show Does that make is you feel there. good when you see these people getting money? Yeah. Well, the 28th season of this show and the fact that I am now the host of this show, and it's funny because like when I started doing the show, the first thing I said was, I just want to be on the show one year longer than Tom Bergeron. He did 15. Oh, there you go. He did 15. I want to go 16. So I said, guys, I said to the producers, you don't have to worry about me leaving the show until year 16. After year 16, you're going to have to bring it. Dude, you're going to have the the gray beard hair coming in by that time. Well, he started out, you know, when Tom started out, he had had all, you know, dark black hair, no gray. And now when he ended it, it was full gray. Well, dude. Um, It is the greatest show to be able to to go to work every day and laugh and to have fun with people and, you know, make fun of some people um, is, is awesome. I get to enjoy it with my kids. It's truly the last family show on TV, and so every Sunday night at seven o'clock, uh, to be able to to make people laugh is a, is a wonderful, wonderful job. America's funniest home videos, seven p.m. ABC Sunday nights. You're always welcome on the show. It's always Thank good you. to I see. I love hanging with y'all. Alfonso Ribeiro. Alfonso Ribeiro. More Covino and Rich next. For all things Covino and Rich, follow us at Covino and Rich on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Covino and Rich, for a look behind the velvet rope of interviews and more, much more, on Faction Talk 103. All right, my deep thought. Do you think there's two types of people that listen to music? One that absolutely listen to lyrics and other people that go years and years and years singing a song, never really realizing what it means. Or are you in between? Do you feel like there's some song like? Do you depends li- what you're going through in life. If you're living a, a, a happy-go-lucky lifestyle, you're not really paying attention. It's it's not until those heartfelt moments of of life and heartbreak and tragedy until they speak to you. But I could listen to a song for years and years and just like the overall vibe and sound of it, not but what it knows it's about. Can I name a song from the 80s or 90s or 2000s or our life and you'd be like, oh yeah, that's a song about this. It depends. Or to you, is it just, I'm singing along, but I... Most of the time it's A. You know meaning, what it's about. No, meaning I'm just singing Sing along, along. And listening about the vibe of it. Uh, is that is it? You know, the, like like uh, for years and years, I just listened to Rage Against the Machine because it was aggressive and it was cool and it sounded good and, and it had a good angry vibe to it that I liked. You know, not until I got older and understood politics and what they were fucking mad about did it resonate or did I understand or did I even pay attention to what they were fucking pissed about. And, and the same applies to love songs. But Spot, you you produce a '90s show like you, uh, free uh, freelance. Spot Spot does some production stuff. You work on a '90s show. Yes. You know every '90s song ever. Spot's a, Spot knows every '80s po- well. Every popular '90s. Popular songs. '90s. I mean, Spot, you're a music guy as far as like you're not. You know a lot about music. He, know, he you- doesn't know I do anything for your love. I, I do anything. For, I do anything for love, but I won't do that. No, no. Do anything for your love and baby. Oh, uh, yes, natural I. Selection. Oh, he knows natural selection. He knew it. Spot knows everything from the nineties. To the groove like sandwich bread. I know. That's why I always remember that song. But is there? Do you? What percentage of people is the question? Do you think have sung and hummed and sung along to songs with zero knowledge of what the song is about? And, and I talking, still don't know what Cantaloupe is about. I'm ta- no, but I'm talking about even songs that you would think are self-explanatory. You're like, oh wait, you know, I've sort of just sung along. I never re because I have an embarrassing I mean, but, one. But some are so fucking bam. 
Like, I wish by Skilo. If you don't know what that shit's yeah. about, then you're a fucking dummy. Like, meaning he wishes he was a taller baller. Yeah, he, he <laughs> wishes he was just a better. He was, yeah. He did, I mean, if you don't know what I wish by Skilo's about, then you fucking missed it. If you don't know what Sir Mix a Lot was singing about, then yeah. you're a fucking dummy. He was standing on uh, mountain. He was budgets. standing on mountain ass cheeks. He was standing on Mount ass cheeks. Mount ass cheeks in Seattle. Okay, so if you don't follow that, then there's something wrong with you. You belong in special classes. But what about. Name a 90s song, Spot. Uh, how's it going to be by Third Eye Blind? Yeah. Do you know what that's about? Yeah, yeah. breakups. Breakups. So how's it going to be when what? When, when, when you, you don't know me. me. When you don't know Anymore. me, how's it Okay. How's it going to be? Perfect. Like, But do you think, for the most part, there's song, every song you know? I listened to a song this morning. And you just oh, I know figured it, it out? Oh, I felt so dumb. I know what it is. <laughs> no, you know what it is? <laughs> Supermodel by RuPaul. What's that one about? That's the song Rich God couldn't figure out. I heard a what song. What is this about? I heard a song this morning. Wait a second. Is this guy too <laughs> sexy for his shirt? I don't get it. <laughs> I heard a song this morning that I love. <laughs> right said Fred, I'm too sexy. <laughs> right I just Fred. got it. He feels too sexy. <laughs> so sexy. He can't wear his shirt. That's crazy. So, he's too sexy. It hurts. Wait, so he's too sexy for his cat. You know what's funny is there's I'm a lot of songs. Oh, by the way, we're getting a ton of feedback. People saying, "Yo, it's it's rhythm and melody for me," and then lyrics maybe later. Sometimes I listen to a song, love it. Right. People say, "Look, sometimes I listen to a song, love it, have no clue what it's about." Years later, realize, "Oh wait, that song that I sung along to." Yeah, because you just like the vibe of it or whatever. Yeah, kids, I, I, kids are notorious for this. Absolutely, that's most people. You know, you just like how it sounds. You don't know what it's about. That's fine. And then later on, it hits you. I think that's very, that's pretty normal. So I'm not going to mock you here. Um, but I mean, I mean, but I'm dying to hear what the song there, is. There's songs that kids sing along to, and I'm like, these kids have no clue. I, I played a song the other day on Pop 2K, and I know Kavino loves pointing out how top 40 music, you can't say anything bad, but the music isn't even innuendo sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes the music's like my dick, it's my in dick, your endo. and you're thinking, yo, top 40 people, which I come from that background. Play songs that are so obvious, yet they have to be clean cut. I played the other day Lil' Kim and 50 Cent Magic Stick. Oh, well, yeah. That's, yeah. You know what Magic Stick is, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's 50 Cent's uh, story about his... About uh, Harry Potter. His uh, yeah. trip to the magic show. I got the magic. I got. I got the magic dick. If I if I fuck you once, I know I can fuck you twice. I my he, dick's he went magic. to Amazing Larry's and bought a magic stick. How is you telling a kid? Anyway, that's that's not the topic. The topic is: Do you listen to actual lyrics? I heard a song this morning, and I'm like, how dumb am I? Oh my god, I'm so dumb. I'll I'll play it for you right now, real quick. I'll just play the beginning. And I mean, I knew what the song's about, but I didn't realize the story. It, the song told a story. Think of the story. And I'm like, well, hold on. Can you before you play it? Yeah. Tell us the song to see if, well, maybe we know and maybe we don't. Okay. It was on Pop 2K or 90s on that. I think Pop 2K. Kid Rock. Yes. And Cheryl Crow. Picture. picture. Do you know the story being told? Do you like, oh, I got a picture today. Do you just sing along or do you, do you know the fucking story? The story? No, it's just uh, they, they broke up and they put the, each other's picture away. Yeah. That's the premise of it, as far as I know. He sent her, no, he sent her a dong shot, and she has the picture. I because you two weren't in the car with me this morning. Yeah, I told you we commuted different. So I was just I was actually like paying attention to the lyrics, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. It's about 
a long it's a long distance relationship where they break up but they're both fucking other people like I, I poked your picture away because I can't look at you while I'm lying next, next to her. To him. Next to him. And she's singing the same thing. Like, yeah. yeah. And I can't I can't look at you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that, but I forgot. But I, I didn't yeah, know that. I, yeah. I can't look at you while I'm lying next to her. And then she sings, well, I can't look at you while I'm lying next to him. And I put your picture away. That's actually a great example, but I didn't know that. But, but that's then, a great but example. But no, but do you know how the story... Has it ended? He, and it's probably Kid Rock Tunnel, true story. Living my life in a hotel. Different girls at the hotel. I ain't seen the sun shining three damn days. Kid Rock's on the road. He's cheating. Meanwhile, his girl's at home cheating because he's never around. And towards by the end of the by the end of the song, and then and then they bump into each other. By the end of the song, it, it comes together. I'm like, saw you yesterday with an old then they bump into each other. It was the same old same how have you been? Since you've been gone, my world's been dark and gray. They admit it to each other, though? Yeah. It's bullshit. You reminded me of brighter days. I hoped you would come at home to Head of the church I was off to drink you away And then it turns into I took out your picture again Because you remind me of better days And let, we're getting back together So oh, it's a whole a good story. story Yeah but I mean like I mean maybe I'm not so dumb That I didn't know that I, I sung that I sung along to that stupid song On Pop 2K or 90s on 9 For decades right? Did you know that that was the story, or do you I never? Kind of, yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Yeah, I mean, on the spot, I couldn't remember the story, but yeah, because I know the words. Next to him, yeah, and I like Kid Rock, so I do know that. But I think it's a great example. I'm not gonna make fun of you for not knowing that. I think a lot of times, though, we think songs are love songs when or about women when they're not. They're about God. Or maybe they're about their, mm -hmm. their child, you know. Uh, but we attribute it to whatever we want to. People that's say, fine uh, too. That's the beauty of music. People say I find. Uh, let's see, Texas Granberry saying I finally pieced together some Eminem's metaphors from relapse and recovery not too long ago. Sometimes it takes you a while to realize. Oh, what was he singing about? What was he rapping about? This guy said from Topeka said I was in a band for five years. The guitar player would say, "Yo, just write anything. No one really listens to the words, but I feel like I do." He, he, he was in a band with a guy that said, your lyrics don't need to really make sense. People don't care. How about what Rochester, Pennsylvania says? Let's see. Rich is disgusting. That's why I don't fuck with white people. They stink. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> they stink. I don't know what that means. They smell like baloney, I All think. All right. Uh, start with Ron in Baltimore. Music, hooks, lyrics. Uh, yeah, our buddy, uh, our buddy Greg checking in saying, yeah, Kid Rock. It's a good song about him on the road cheating and then realizing that he loved that girl. If you're depressed, you listen to the words. If you're happy, you listen to the tune. I agree with that thousand percent, Delaware. A thousand percent. Because when you're depressed or going through some shit, that's when you realize, like, oh, wow, you're not alone. And all these people have gone through what you went through. And wow, this song's speaking to me. And, you know, that that's when you start to realize those things. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, you start what. start looking for um, inspiration and answers to anything. Commercials. I'll give, you a, I'll give a little shout out to one of the other channels here on Sirius XM. You don't like it as much as I do. But Billy Joel Radio is back, mm -hmm. and it's on Channel Thirty. And if well, you he tells and, you, yeah, yeah, and if you grew up on the East Coast, I think you have to like Billy Joel or Bruce Springsteen or Bon Jovi, right? That's sort of the rule. Yeah, yeah, I choose Billy Joel. So do I. Some people choose Bruce. I'm a Billy guy. So 
what I like about Billy Joel is he talks about, like, do you hear my aggressive piano riff? And the lyrics, I was humming in the shower. And he tells little stories, and you're like, oh, shit. And then when you hear the song, you hear it a different way than you've ever heard it before. You know, funny you say this. Eddie Trunk did a, a, an interview with Dave Mustaine, who used to be in Metallica. Dave Mustaine. I am Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustard Stain. <laughs> and SiriusXM released this clip just the other day. I happened to watch it, wondering why SiriusXM never promotes us. And <laughs> Dave Mustaine says that someone in the band, I forget who it was, you know, James Hetfield or somebody, was all about Leonard Skinner at the time. And they were always playing Sweet Home Alabama. And Dave Mustaine just happened to be playing that one day. And Lars was like, that's great. That's great. Do that again. And he did it, but he left out the do 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 He left that do 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 and they made that into the Four Horsemen. So when you listen now to Metallica's huh. Four Horsemen, you hear that it's straight up Leonard Skinner without the do 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 on Billy Joel radio. And they uh, tell you those stories, and and you hear things and realize things that you never knew before. You uh, what you're talking about right now applies to you and I. I think both heard the same Billy Joel story where. He talks about how Uptown Girl really just sounds like a Four Seasons song. Yeah, he said he was doing his best Frankie aye, Valley. Aye, like he, it was the opposite. Girl. He said it was the answer to Ragdoll. Yeah. All right, so I'm all about the music. My wife is about the lyrics. Everyone's different. Drew in Pittsburgh. I, I don't know shit about lyrics, but I love the music from Vineland. Uh, it, it's just amazing that you could hear a song so many times. I, I, I use the same analogy with commercials. I could watch a commercial so brain dead, so on autopilot, time and time again. And not realize what it's about ever. Like the Travago commercial? I, I, yeah, you're like going to see Travago guy everywhere. And now. then all of a sudden, one day, it clicks, and you're like, oh, that's what this whole commercial's been about the whole time? I've had no idea. And I'm not talking about what they're promoting. I'm talking about like the premise of the, the commercial, like the story or the, the punchline. You know, I never even fucking got it. Uh, and the same applies with music, man. You hear these songs over and over. A lot of times, you know, like, what's so blurry in West Scanlon's world? Blurry by Everything's Puddle Everything's so blurry. Like, what's blurry? Everything's so It's about his uh, eye doctor's appointment. Is about a woman. It's not about a woman. It's about his son. You know, so you think maybe it's about his love life. It's about seeing his kid. So, you know, you, you never really know unless you investigate it. Or sometimes it just clicks. You're like, oh, because maybe you're going through that. Uh, Jake in Wisconsin. Hey, there was a song that I absolutely didn't like because I didn't understand what it was about, and it was The Flies Got You Where I Want You. And not until like a year ago, I I heard over the radio that it was just a guy that wrote uh, one-line, uh, one-liners into the song, and then after I heard that, after I listened to the song, now I kind of like it better than I did before. Explain it. What what, what made you like it? Cause that's By the way, great, I love the song. What's yeah. a great song? What, what because did you... I actually... Because I actually understood the song when I first heard it a long time ago. I'm just like, what the hell is this guy talking about? And then I, like a year ago, all of a sudden I was listening to Sirius, and it's just like, yeah, the guy wrote the song, listening to one-liners in a bar. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, why didn't I get that before? Now it makes sense. Now I kind of like the song. One-liner, like he got her, he has the girl where he wants her. Hey, what's the point of this? I think you're smart, you sweet thing. So he's got, he's reeling her in. Oh, he's reeling her with got the one line. you where I want you. Oh, wait, can, let me listen a new way. Okay, huh? What's your favorite song? Maybe we could hum along. He's asking a stupid question like you do. This might be my new favorite song. Yeah, I, I like it. Hold it for Wayne too now, actually. What's your favorite song. Maybe we can hum along. I think you're smart. Well, 
your sweet thing. Oh, I love it too now. Oh, all right. Now I like Tell it. Tell me your what? Tell me your name. I'm dying here. Got oh. you where I want you. Uh, oh, that's Got a good her. one. Huh? The best of Govino and Rich is on Faction Talk. Chris Rucker, he's one bad mo sucker. That's what I've always said. Yeah. Chris Rucker, he's a crazy mo sucker. Chris Rucker is a dude from Dallas. We've never met him, right? But we're the most interactive show on radio, man. You guys are my peoples. You like family. So I know this dude. He's a Cowboys fan, right? Of course. He's, he tries to stay swole, but he loves his hot wings. No, no, his favorite uh, Cowboys jersey is because he's always rocking the, the alternate jersey with yeah. the stars on the shoulders. Oh, uh, Cowboy yeah. Curtis? Yeah, nah, yeah, and he's wearing this Cowboy Curtis wig and hat. Woo! Wait! No, which one? Uh, Pee-wee? Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. Yeah, no, but he's wearing the one that's like, oh, it's a white jersey with the, oh, yeah, with yeah, the yeah, navy yeah. blue stars yeah, on the shoulders, yeah, like the, yeah. the alternate jersey. And, that's and depending right. on how, that's how, his shit. how happy he is, the jerseys get tighter and tighter. Yeah. Right? But then he gets swolled up again. Or I know him. his life. Chris Rucker. You know, he wears cool Dallas Cowboy sweatpants on game day and everything. That's his, yeah. You know, and he's all partying in his socks and his beer helmet, fired up about the Cowboys. <laughs> so anyway, Chris Rucker hits us up, and he goes, yo. I got a question. Odd question for the male cars. The guys listening to the show. Tata, you're going to love this. Oh, I'm sure. He goes, do y'all ever have what I call, quote unquote, big dick day? What? Big dick day. All right. Now you're probably thinking, oh, big dick day. Days where the junk feels and looks bigger than normal. Not that you're walking around with a heart on. But for some reason, you have more blood down there than normal. Oh, nobody? Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> I got no, no, no. Hold on. Penis. Hold on, because I feel like this is deeper than uh, uh, meets the eye. More than meets the eye. Okay, so we're going to transform this into a good discussion. Are we? Because honestly, <laughs> hey, I don't know. I want to see that. Maybe not. Maybe not. But. I feel like I understand what this guy's talking about. I also understand okay. what this guy's talking and, about. And if there's truth to what he's saying. This guy definitely knows what need, I'm talking about. <laughs> this guy definitely knows what I'm talking about. If Randy. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. How am I supposed to go skiing when my dick's so big? How am I <laughs> going to make you guys come to the conclusion that you know, every day should be big dick day. No, How no, do no. we make this happen? No, no, but here's the deal. No, no, no. There's what days is, where you there's, day, there's days where oh. blood flow is different. Yeah, but what, why? What, what Chris Rucker is saying, Spot, it's not a dumb it's not as dumb as you think. He what he's saying, and I agree. There's days where you got the you, hang like down. The, the smallest you are yeah. is like a pretty decent yeah, st- yeah. like halfy. Like all there's right. days where there's days where all right, I'll give you an example. If if there are days where if a girl was standing if a woman's standing in front of you, Tata, and she said Get naked right now. You're like, no. Right. Because like, you got like, you're like, you never know, let it's, me like see a, the acorn. Know, it's like a chilly day. You're like, you know, you got a little acorn going. Yeah, you got but a then there's chilly a, Davis going. Then on. there's other days from the moment you wake up until you go to bed. If some woman goes, take your pants off, you'd be like, surely. And yeah. you, you'd be like, yeah, no doubt. You, you'd, uh, like, you'd, you, sit, you'd sit in front of her with one knee up. But then like I'm Captain thinking. Morgan with that. But then I'm like, thinking, are, are those days it's true. also your fat days? Are those bloat days? Are you just like, is your, is, you know, while you got the, you have a bloat everywhere. Meaning, are those the days where you're just a 
Why is the blood a flowing? It's kind of like, you know, you know how when you, you feel sick and maybe your body temperature is running a little warm, your balls hangs extra low. What? It's true. No, you're making. No, because you're you're. You <laughs> know, those are not the days. Those are not the days that correlate with. Uh, no, they don't. They don't yeah, call correlate with I big mean, dick. I think those are the opposite I, I days. Yeah. I don't totally discount this because well, like, to you, women because... have this too with their boobs. Oh, what do you? Oh, you have. What do you have? You have what? Good, you have, okay, first of all, oh, your women boobs. Are, wait, 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 your boobs move. Well, no, they don't. You dummy. <laughs> they come what, in and out. No, idiot. When you're PMSing, when you're PMSing, your boobs get swollen. Oh. So they get bigger. I have great boob days right before my period. Oh, GBDs. Yeah. I've heard of so, those. Yeah, good boob days. Good boob days. No, but your your sack, you know, is meant to regulate the temperature of your testes. So if your body temperature is running a little bit hot, it's going to lower them away from your body. So Learned sometimes so we, should, we should wear today. heated briefies. So they, we should wear heated briefies. <laughs> heated <laughs> so they hang a little bit lower <laughs> than, a, than a normal day. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. It's such a confidence. Uh, it's like when you get a haircut and you're feeling extra confident. When you have a big dick day, there's something like a superhero about you that, that you know can't be matched. So you know we have a lot of smart guys listening to the show, a lot of doctors. Shout out to Dr. Jeff McKinley, Dr. Ed, Dr. Tim, Dr. Ruth, since we're talking sex. Dr. Dre. She's been on the show. Uh, why? Good why? <laughs> Why does this happen? And how do we make these days every day? You know what I mean? How do we, you know, fulfill our, our, our days with I extra think, confidence I don't think all it, the time? It's not meant to be, though. Why? Wait, you mean and, like and physically are we, or mentally? Are, physically are or we, mentally? Are we capitalizing on these moments? Because think about it. Uh, when you wake up one day and you realize, oh, so shit, it's BDD. You got to That's when you got to make shit happen and start scrolling through the booty calls. Oh, you got to be excited, so, like what Adam Sandler's like. It's Looney Magazine Day. <laughs> right. So you wake up, you look in the mirror, and you're like, I let it hang. And then you got to start calling people right that day, early in the morning. Send a group text and like, yo, it's BDD. So you're trying to figure out how to get perma like good dick days. Yes, yes. Yeah. And try to get to the bottom. Yeah, like, of it. Yeah, I, I, I feel like there's a rela- he, he say, spots talk about blood flow, which is right. probably the right answer. And a doctor, I, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get some phone calls <laughs> but now. We don't care about that. Science. Eight six six. No one talks about this. All nine six nine nineteen sixty nine. I just wonder though, Tata. There's days where. You could eat like a slob, and you wake up and you have abs. There's days you right. eat salads and you wake up with a gut. Like, I mean, that's that's more about Every bloat day. and water and water, you know, retention. No, but it is a mystery, though. There I is a mystery it. where there there are days where you eat like a slob. You could have wings and beer and booze all Sunday. You wake up Monday morning, and you're like, "Yeah, I feel skinny." And you're like, "Why is that?" And it's dehydration, and and you, you you're there's different reasons, but with BDD, as he calls it, Big Dick Day. Yeah. I don't know if that has to do with diet or if it has to do with blood flow because a lot of times diet has to do with so much of your system. How yeah, is that even a question? How would your diet in any way affect how good your dick looks that day? I don't know, Tata, but it's a, it's a weird Just mystery. Does diet guys don't even side, side of a serious XM, please let us know. But it's clearly blood flow. Yeah, but then why? How do we, again, how do we, uh, how do we make this an everyday thing? out there? I don't know. I'm I don't sure. Know. Yeah. And, and, and the other mystery behind this is we all know, or most of us know, what we're talking about. And no guy's ever, you know, nudged the other guy and said, uh, hey, bud, guess what? Well, Until now. Yeah. You know what? I'm going out tonight. I don't know if I want to know. Uh, I don't know if I want to know when you guys no. have BDD. I don't, know if I, I don't know if that's something I want to know. I, I want to guarantee you, Kavino has once said to us, yo, yo, bro, I'm hanging extra low today. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but you, keep saying hang an extra, you keep saying hanging actual. Are you talking about his balls? Or his, his no, his spot? D. Yeah, okay. bro. Okay. 
His Does hang down. Hang low? Does it wobble to him when he's talking about his hang down, you know he's talking about his dick, right? Of course. I just wasn't sure if you were like what you were saying when you keep saying they were they're hanging low because you keep saying they're hanging. I have that song going through my head every BDD, by the way. All right. Well, hey, Chris Recker posed the dumbest question ever. You took the dummy bait. And we That's, put it out there. And so did you. You had the same story written down for your notes on today. Because I, I love and live in the space where it's fun to discuss things that we all relate to but no one really talks about. And I think that's one of them. Uh, honest to God. You know, we've been talking uh, bro talk for years. And, uh, bro talk? Yeah. And, and, and not once has this ever come up. And when Chris said this, I'm like, Masaka, that's my dude. That's because I, I know what guy. he's talking This guy knows what I'm talking about. That's how I felt. Let's see. Yeah, something to What's say. What's the Jay? feedback? Yeah, it's fine. He goes, yeah, oh, he goes, well, hold on. Kung Pao says, dude, it's a real thing. Yeah. Some days the hog is heavier. Yeah. Heavy hog. You have hog shadows. Today I come to you with a heavy I, hog. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> <God>. I've, <laughs> so true, man. Other, other times it's like deflated in like fucking misery. I've I've woken up with like Big Dick Day on Big Dick Day, but usually by the time I like you know take a shower, get going, and I'm on my way, it's gone. We agree that shadow and went back in. Yeah, it's like it retreats. <laughs> uh, you're talking about Big Dick Day. Can I can I give you another ho- another ho- not holiday, another bad day? Can we talk about SDD? Sad dick day. Sad dick day. <laughs> there, I, there are days where like... I guarantee even, you have more sad dick days than uh, regular dick spot. days. You're trying to tell me... I'm, I don't want to talk too loud because I told you we're in a fucking office in the middle <laughs> of the What's the guy's end. name again? You know, you Adam. Know, Adam. Adam. Man, my friend. My friend. Don't I've had Adam. bad dick days. You know what? <laughs> what if he barks you right now? You know, it's funny you bring this up. Because, I, <laughs> uh, because today, because today is a good day. There's reason why I'm so nice to you today. Uh, <laughs> it's big dick day. You know what it looks like? We're broadcasting live in Colorado. From like, You ever go to like the shittiest used car dealer place? Like the shittiest used car dealer place. Like, oh, like the Honda, Honda dealership? I, I, no, a used car dealer. And then, then you go and the office takes, to take the paperwork. Into his like, sorry. Shitty, shitty office. No, you know where we're actually doing the show from? Saul Goodman's office in the back That's of the what it looks e- like. uh, in the back in the back of oh, the uh, oh, like yeah. uh, nail salon. We're in the back of a nail salon uh, <laughs> in a used car dealership lot. And and you could see the accommodations. Again, Instagram, Cavino and Rich. Yeah. But we don't want to sound yeah. ungrateful. Anyway, uh, so spot. With the BDD is the sad one. There are days where you could be you're just you an could acorn. Be, you you're could be looking. No, you could be looking at yourself. Yeah. Looking at yourself. You could be looking at smut. Yeah. And you know how you feel. And you look at your own self and you're like, "This is all I got today." I know. This is like just there, And then there are days where you're like, "Yeah, oh, the acorn. Yeah, yeah. the acorn. Yeah." There are days where I look at them like I don't want to. I call it ADD. Anybody. You know, you talk about ADD. Present. I have ADD. Acorn dick. Acorn dick day. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There, and spot. There are days I looked at. I'm like, I don't want to present this to anyone. And right. then there's other days where I'm like, I need someone to see this now. Okay. The, the best. The best <laughs> analogy I could say is this. And for that's those, it. For those yeah. Who have no idea what we're talking about? Some days you're full chub all day, and you're feeling like the man. Other days you're just straight acorn. And we don't know why, but it happens. Um, and, and ladies, like listening, I said, from a diet perspective, now you know. From a diet perspective, you, the the other mystery, and like I said, it's probably retention and salt and all that shit. But there are days where you can watch football all Saturday or Sunday, wake up the next day, and you look in the mirror and you're like, "Dude, I have fucking abs." Yeah, and you're does, like, "Doesn't it seem like after a, a good pizza, you you have abs the next day?" And it's like, "Why is that?" I, I mean, it seems like the common denominator is salt. But you know, there, the, ne- the next day, you're like, "My goodness, I look ripped." And then there's days where you eat well for a few days and you're like, hey, I feel a little chubby. 
<laughs> Makes no sense. So uh, let's take some phone calls about the dumbest thing we've talked about in months. Uh, but but maybe the most relatable and months. mind-blasting, especially months. for the ladies. Months. I don't get it. Big dick dick. Months. What does he mean? He's talking acorns. Who we got, Spot? Oh, uh, Donnie in Ottawa. Hi, hey, boys. Donnie. What's up, Donnie Pompadour? Donnie Pompadour? First and foremost, don't come back with bed bugs, whatever you do. I, I hope you're checking your, your mattresses and shit. Again, without sounding ungrateful, uh, those two words did come up last night. <laughs> yeah. All right, so BDD is a real thing. And, oh. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes I look down and it looks like I have not been circumcised. It's that tucked in again. And there's other <laughs> days where, and you know what I notice the most? It's when you're doing a bowel movement. Like, you sit on the same toilet every single day, and some, some days you're like, holy crap, my, my, my dick is touching the end, or it's dipping a little bit in the water. Oh, Other right. Days, it doesn't even come close. Right. So that's Sometimes you got the hang. Moment. Exactly. Right. I'm like, Sometimes, yeah. as the New Kids on the Block said, that you're hanging tough. Other days? <laughs> other <laughs> days. By the way, that's what, that's, that's what that song's about, by the way. That's right. what that song's about. Listen yeah. up, everybody, because I'm going to do my thing. Can I have one quick question before I go? Because you know I'm falling dope with my penis. Hang. What? What's up, Donnie? Hang in tough. Why is Rich even there? Why is, he, why is he being the third wheel here? Oh, because he's Dickie Subaru. I'm Dickie Subaru. Yeah. Dickie Subaru. Are you kidding me? fun of you for being Stevie Subaru. That's true, but let me yeah, tell but you, you know what makes me no, it makes, no, love makes, Rich Davis. Salespeople love me. And Rich is me. the greatest at being cheesy and small talk. I step up for events like this, and I get real personable, and, and I do my job, and I have fun with it, but Rich relishes in it. It's a whole different thing. So, you know, Rich is a, is a, a sponsor's or salesperson's, you know, greatest wish come true. You know, he, he delivers for he's sure. Like a sleazy, it's like, it's he's, like Carl Malone and Rich Davis. He speaks their language. He's a sleazy sales guy. Yeah, <laughs> we love Rich. People yeah. love sleezing it up with Rich, you know. So, yeah, he did make fun of me last year, but, it, you know, so. as a result, you, you yeah. know, we work better as a team anyway, though. You don't want to separate Cavino yeah. and Rich. Matt Montana. Hey, hey Matt. Matt Montana. Cavino and Rich, what's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Uh, the whole BDD thing has to do with blood pressure. Um, the main side effect of all the dick pills, you know, uh, the worst side effect is always heart attack. And anytime you have a extreme raise in your blood pressure, you eat a lot of salty foods, severely dehydrated, it increases blood flow because of the pressure, and you look a little bit bigger for the day. After you get up and moving, get a little bit of exercise, you know, have a, get some water in you, they'll typically go back down. You know, come, yeah, to, come, come to think of it, I haven't had a good yeah. dick day since the surgery. Wow, see? You, di- you haven't or you have? I haven't. Oh, man. Because my blood pressure, yeah, I'm on medication now, so my blood pressure is always normal and low. Oh. High blood pressure spot was spot felt like the man. I let it hang. Damn. You can't stop taking your blood pressure medication. I, know, I don't know what's. Stop. Big, it might be worth it for a big <laughs> no. big day. No. No. Come on. I'm, no. I'm being I'm being serious. Dumb question. When you are, I'm being serious. When you when you call, when you call uh, your Orange Theory torture and you have like 40 splat points and you're like you hate yourself and you're sweating and you look like fucking shit. Do you leave that? With a with a fucking BDD, or is that the opposite? Is that because your heart rate's way elevated during a class like that? If you're doing some type of cardio class, does that result in a BDD? I'm gonna have to take note. I, I don't know. This is a great investigation. Yeah. I, I feel like no. you know we've only scratched the surface of the possibilities here because if we could figure it out, every day could be a holiday. Every day.
Nate. Could be a big dick Nate. You can't, think con- about, you can't no, constantly think about have blood in your D, though. You need to yeah, let, it needs to refresh. That? That's uncomfortable. Why wouldn't you want that? That's uncomfortable. Uh, That's uncomfortable. No, because think about it. The, the, the level of confidence. Like Rich said, like there's think some about, the level of the confidence day. you have. Like You just let it swing. Like, you walk out of the shower letting that shit <sighs> swing. I feel, out of no, I feel like the days the days <laughs> where, the days where <laughs> you know, you if you're just joining us, if you're just joining us, our buddy Chris Rucker on our Facebook page. That's my sucker pointed out that guys we all have to admit it there are days where you have a bigger dick day you wake up and you're you got a halfy all day those days for me though are a bit more uncomfortable because i feel like gym shorts at work with you guys i'm doing secret tucks all day because it just <laughs> do you know what i'm saying like if you you yeah, you're, those are good problems to but have. no but spot what i'm saying is what? sadly on those acorn days like the regular days no, those those days. That's how you live your life. No, that's when I have an extra swag about me. I'm touching my face and licking my lips like LL Cool J. No, that's yeah, how. I'm feeling like like I got extra soul in my no. pants. Some black dude that has like a permanent like hang you know, down. You know, like you know, you know, how a lot of black guys are not growers. They're showers. They like. Yeah. I don't know how those guys go through their day. No, no, I start doing things and saying things like "Yo ma, yo ma, yo ma." Nah, it's just you know, now, yeah, right. yeah. No, my big dick day. Like everything about me changes a little bit. I'm nah, dripping nah, swagoo. Yeah, that's great. Uh, who do we got, Spot? <laughs> oh no, we're doing, we're good. Ah, uh, we're good. Okay. No, we're not good because we're getting feedback too on the text message. Four one two, the letter C in our show. Four one two, the letter C in our show. The beauty of this discussion is not only you know figuring it out, but the fact that nobody's ever really talked about it. Um, and then we proved that because Rich and I have talked about everything from our uh, you know relationships to our buttholes. Uh, oh, stress kills the BDD. So yeah, 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 yeah stress. Yeah. Yeah. The past year has not been good for me. So uh, you know. When I have these moments nowadays, I'm extra stoked and thankful for them. Oh, do you think the guy talking to you at the airport had a BDD? Probably, because he was extra confident when he came up to me. Yeah, that is true. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, how are you? Would, uh, would like Kegel exercises get some more blood flow going there? I don't know how that works. The, what's the male equivalent of a Kegel? Like where you just clench your... Oh, a uh, penis thrust. Yeah, like you clen- <laughs> You know how like you hold in... Uh, like squat thrust, but they're... Yeah. When you like hold in taking a, a piss, you got, you just... That's that's your... The same muscle. Think you of just, the magic that happens. You just flex makes, that. I think you just make your, your dick go higher. Yeah, but you just flex that a couple times and it gets the blood going. I, I, I know yeah. what'll get you your more big dick days. What? Like the supplements, right? You take supplements, you know, like nitric oxide and all that no stuff spot. To, to dilate blood pressure. That, your blood yeah, pressure. a lot, a lot. Of, he, Joe Fiore is right. A lot of gym supplements to get your heart rate going. Those things will give you a uh, right. Dilate uh, you know, your beating. blood vessels and yeah. flush more blood through there. I tell you what, you have. Uh, when you Good wake up, you, you ever you ever, you ever feel like it's a wasted <laughs> spot? You probably feel this way. <laughs> Um, because you and your wife leave for work at the same time. Uh, Dude, maybe it's been subliminal all these years, Rich. Boys to men, ABC, BBD. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. They get the, the black woman in that song knew because she was like, mm-hmm. Nope. I was going to say. Nope. <laughs> you ever wake up hey, on one of these? Lonnie 3000. To, to wrap about. it up, you ever wake up on one of these days and you wake up with, like, I'm not talking a rager. I'm talking a... Rage against the machiner. Oh, like, like I'm talking like that one's spot. got passion. And and <laughs> you don't end up having sex with your wife or girlfriend, and you're like, what a waste of like a BDD. Like it was, it, like you, you're like, I didn't know it could get this firm. Yeah, those are the days. Like where you, you could have played wiffle ball with that bad boy. Yeah, a rager. I know. Never waste the rager. I've been saying that for years. Yeah. Never waste the rager. Well, there you go. Those are few and far between. If you if you thought we couldn't talk about that. Yeah. How there you go. <laughs> 
You know, and if you're listening to us for the first time, I'd like to welcome uh, Joe Fiore's girlfriend to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. I, ap- uh, I apologize she's smi- to her off She's smiling. It's a BDD for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, guys, I just want to let you know something, that we're coming up on our one-year anniversary of dating. Oh, yes. And uh, nice. she's probably going to dump me by the time we leave the studio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but these are the idiots. These idiots, this, this is the show you talk to uh, and listen to? <laughs> All right, so Joe Fiore's in the studios back in California. We're live in Colorado for our big Subaru event. It's Covino and Rich. And uh, I think to make truly uh, ma- to truly make magic happen, you, you find it's really when you have a BDD and she has a, a, a giant boob day. You know, oh, yeah. If yeah, you guys are... could connect on those days. My goodness. Mahika. Yeah, and that's, that's the goal in life, guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, the relationship goals are, are, are met and made here that, on the show. That was the that's, most yeah. hard-hitting, intriguing, yet dumb conversation we've had in a long time. Let's take one last phone call on this, and we'll uh, we'll move on to some of the news that's going on today. Like I said, if you're wondering why we're talking about uh, dumb adventures and car dealer, you know, rental car places and I think the world Colorado it, right? and, yeah, and, you know, big dick days. You know what? Because you know what I don't want to talk about? Sad, sad shit. Like seeing the pictures of the kids that lost their lives in Florida. That will, you know what that does? That makes it more real and it makes it fucking so sad to me. And there's plenty of other people talking about that. Yeah. Damien in Denver. Hey, Damien. What's up, buddy? Hey. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's well, up, to go off with that, you made it kind of a sad dick day to follow what you just said. So, kind yeah. of hard to do that. But, uh, um, big dick day. Of course, it exists, but uh, the way Cavino brought it up about a transformation, brought up an old story. When I was little, and you used to get those uncommon erections as a little boy, I used to call it my transformer. Cavino <laughs> called it his GoBot because he had the uh, knockoff. Oh, GoBot. Well, you know, you know what, brother, Damien. Every every kid, every kid in elementary school or high or junior high has done the the elastic tuck where you're. You tuck your penis in the elastic of your tidy whities yeah, or underwear, you and, 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 you, and you have the strangulation. Your penis peeks out the top, like hi, like, and you just got to make sure your your you got to make sure your t shirt hangs over it. Yeah. Otherwise, like if your t shirt pulls up, you're, there's your penis being he's, strangled. He's peeking his nose out. Oh, yeah. Older you guys. Like Kilroy. <laughs> the best of Covino and Rich on Faction Talk 103. I mentioned fuck your thoughts and prayers. I was referencing the Florida stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, I heard rumblings of the entire day. I explained my day was a little hectic and crazy, doing the Valentine's thing, doing the dad thing. And, of course, you couldn't help but see on social media that, you know, 17 kids were were killed. 17 people. I don't know how many were faculty or kids. But, yeah, 17 people lost their lives yesterday. And people injured. And another senseless school shooting. And I'm not here to talk about guns. I'm not here to talk about mental health. Mental health. Listen. We'll be talking. We'll we'll exhaust people with thoughts that they've already read on Facebook. They already heard from their neighbor, their coworker, their family. I just have one deep thought about the whole thing that I I think I heard one person sort of touch on the news. Spot when you're in school, Kavina. When you're in school, every month or every, every few weeks, what would you do? A fire drill. You would do a fire drill. I was gonna say uh, school some kids on the playground. You That's not the, that was the answer. Whoop some kids in wiffle ball. You just whoop some kids. Ask for a, ask for the kickball a little extra bouncy. Yeah, you would do a fire drill. Yeah, fire drills. And you know why we would do fire drill? You know why you did love. A, By the way, can I just give a shout out to jumping out of the back of the? Uh, or that was a bus drill. Bus drill. Bus Fuck the bus drill. But yo, the bus drill was the my shit. But, but can I tell you something? I'm glad you brought up bus drill. You have to position yourself properly to yeah, get. Yeah, bro. To I jump jumped. Off the I jumped the onto the fucking. Whoa. 
with, with, with I had a, I had a, a dis, great dismount and great landing. Like Every who time. chose the front of the? You know, there were some kids that chose the front of the bus. <laughs> Losers, because they didn't want to scoot off the back. Let's just, the, let's just say this. Shout out to the bus drill. Let's just say this. Bus drill. The double dutch bus drill. Mm-mm. Gun control and mental health issues aside, because that's the real issues here that people have to discuss. But that's not our job to discuss. Wait, we you said double dutch bus drill. But you want to play double dutch bus while we're talking about school shooting? Lighten things up by playing double Dutch bus. Fair enough. I'll play double Dutch bus. Then you tell me if you think it's a good choice. Kind of lighten things up, bro. Okay. Hey, seventeen people died. The Here's double Dutch. The bus. world's too serious. It's kind of like you uh, doing Zach Morris trivia. Well, well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What was that? When was I doing Zach Morris trivia? Know. Our buddy T Bone hit us up with a funny comment. He goes, "I'm reading all this feedback about this killing in Florida, and then Rich is giving say by the Bell trivia on Twitter." Double Dutch no, not on drill. Twitter. I'm on, Pop, on Pop 2K. And people were answering on Twitter. Right, I know. Yeah. I know. Right. Hey, bus drill! There's the kids jumping off the back of the bus. I got to be honest. I really felt like I jumped off the back of the bus. Better than any other Better kid. Any uh, other your kid. agility was, was noted. I was, I was doing like parkour moves, dude. They were like, do you want the little padding? I'm like, fuck the padding. I'm going to do a little tumble salt off my landing. You don't know my fucking jump oh. bus drill skills. What did I say the other I day? Got skills. What are you I, do you I about said it? something the other day and Spot rolled his eyes at me. I said, You ever think, Spot, that all, I said all cats are really good at parkour? You had to say it again, huh? Because. You sticking with that one? We, we saw a cat on a big ledge and it jumped down off a huge ledge, but on its way down, it used like some street sign as its leverage. And I'm like, Yo, all cats are fucking parkour experts. Cats, cats get up on a. A kitchen countertop, and you're like, "Hey, get down!" They jump off the. T- so what t- you're saying they is, they jump off the counter. Yeah. They tap the top of the chair for leverage, land on their feet. Cats are parkour ex. If there's an animal that are parkour experts, cats. So you're comparing my bus drill jumping skills to that of a cat. You got nothing on Garfield. To that of a cat. You do. You have cat-like reflexes. I do have. Why do you think they say cat-like reflexes, Spot? Because they're parkour experts. You know what I say? I say cove-like reflexes. Cove-like reflexes. All right. So the school shooting, right? Sorry. I was just making a point, Spot. It's not a crazy one. Let me just continue. We do fire drills in every school because in the early 1900s, there were a couple fires, right? Schools don't burn down anymore. The whole city but, yeah, of Chicago but, burned down but you know, in, in the early in, 1900s. Yeah, so because of fires hundreds of years ago, kids still do fire drills. Because there was probably a bus crash in the 1900s sometime, we all do jump out of the back of a bus drill. Yet there's school shootings every month. Fuck fire drills. Fuck jump out of the bus drills because we know Covino is the best anyway. Forget all these drills. Why don't they have some some more legitimate gun? Like, drills. They have earthquake drills. Spot. All these things pale in comparison to what kids should be prepping for, which is some gun drill, like some madman's on some the sort campus. Of safety drill, yeah. Th- there's got to be a safety drill, and I'm not saying that's the answer. I'm just saying instead of wasting our time with fire drills and and jumping out of the back of the bus drills, have the kids have there be some type of safety protocol where the doors lock a certain way and there's a gun, a bulletproof thing they put over the door of the classroom. Why not? Because it's alarming. Why not gun drills opposed to, uh, hey kids, sit in the hallway for a fire drill and we'll walk outside yeah, the building in case in case there's a fire for the first time in 200 years. It's too traumatizing. I yeah, think. but I don't like that as an answer. I saw a great video from some regular guy, as far as I know. They're starting to do Scotty, Scotty B said his kid's school started doing lockdown drills. Well, they should be doing uh, Rocket more Rocket Dog saying his kid's school started just started doing. Lockdown drills. We as a society There's, are more concerned with hurting other people's feelings and being politically correct than than 
the actual safety of the lives of these there's, children. But every there should be there should be even whatever the lockdown drill is, make sure it's even more complex. I think they're worried about scaring the kids, you know? Well, it's kind no, of how, how the government, no, it, government won't admit there's UFOs and aliens. You know how there's, uh, you know, it's worse than scaring the kids, having the kids be killed. No, of course, I, I agree with you, a thousand percent. And you know, like I said, no one wants to hear the social commentary on this and gun control and mental health. We all know there's issues that need to be fixed one way or the other. I just think that why not harp then, Spot? If nothing's, if no one's doing anything there then at least every school should have even next-level lockdown drills. I, people saying lockdown drills are existing, make it even more. Have have kids have uh, little places to hide or some shit. There's got to be something. I know it sounds ridiculous, but this is every every month or so you're hearing like a bad one. I don't know what they are, and I don't want to make light of it. I'm just putting myself in that scenario, and I'd, I'd probably stop, drop, and just sort of like play dead kind of, right? What, yeah. what, what would you do? Would you run? I don't know, man. It's scary. I don't know. What do they teach these kids? I have they, no they, idea. They're your parent. Now that I'm a parent, I think that I, it, it's even more scary because you think these poor people, these these kids, none of the kids lose their lives. These parents raise this kid to become the kid's a teenager, the whole future ahead of them, and some maniac just guns them down. A maniac again, Senseless. not to harp on it, a maniac Senseless. that everyone sort of knew was a maniac. Active shooter drills have been have been put into effect in Pete Nice's kids' school. So these are becoming more and more. Well, you know what? I'm glad because, I, I mean, let's uh, want to say what's up to some people here or what? Sure. Let's see if we can get through it and still focus on what Rich is saying here. Uh, Jay in Toronto. Hey, Jay. Hey, boys. How you doing? Hey, buddy. So I was a school counselor for 12 years, and I've had my fair share of lockdowns and lockdown drills. And uh, I've actually taken the gun out of a kid's hand twice before a shooting occurred. Holy shit. So I've got some experience in this. Um, one of the incidents we had, uh, I profiled the kid because I was a behavioral psychologist. And he was a goth kid, um, kind of like a Manson sort of thing. I feel pain, you feel pain, let's feel pain together. And the kids would flock to him like a spiritual leader. He scared the hell out of the entire faculty because he was so creepy. And every day he would show me something related to death, whether it was a dead frog or a dead bird or something like that. And it took me a while to figure out what he was doing. And he had the lyrics to a Chinese Marilyn Manson version, which was all about shooting and killing and stuff. And uh, I wanted to do a locker search. The principal said, oh, he's a good boy. There's nothing wrong with him, blah, blah, blah. Did the locker search, found a 12-gauge in his locker. Yeah, listen. Brought in after school and locked it in the locker. I heard something on the news last night. So again, that's protecting this kid, I, not wanting to offend some kid who I, you think is, is mean, troublesome. Yeah, you know, some, some weird kid can't be called the weird the weird kid that can that, fly off the handle. That's part of but the problem. But you know what? Also, uh, I heard something that said you don't want to make schools look, Thanks, like, look like prisons, but it may have to go that way one day with you know higher security yeah. and stuff. But do we? I don't know. I, and then you say to yourself, it's like Barney Kokomo says the dumb thing that you hear people saying, oh, more guns. Like, give the teachers guns? You think Miss Lippy? Yeah, for every able-bodied person that could have a teacher that could handle a gun, you want you want 60-year-old Miss Lippy with a gun? That's the answer? Some of my teachers were not mentally stable. I wouldn't want them with guns either. You'd, you'd, yeah. you'd want the, you want the faculty that's all that's to carry? There's the risk of a kid finding the gun and then doing Please. something with it. Uh, what's up, Matt in Atlanta? What's up, Matt? What's up, guys? Hey. I was just watching CNN this morning, and I was 
watching them interview this 14-year-old kid. It's just so sad watching him just talk about, they asked him, like, what do we do now, essentially? And this 14-year-old kid is saying, like, that he hopes teachers are well-trained, like the ones at his school. And it was just so sad watching him. Like, this is his new normal as a 14-year-old kid, you know? Yeah, we didn't have to worry about that. You know, you heard us the first hour so fondly talking about our childhood. Man. And uh, everyone has problems and fears and, and, you know, struggles. But one of them, for us at least, wasn't, you know, how I hope one of our schoolmates is never crazy enough to come in and kill anybody. Yeah, I was never worried about any of that stuff. It's right? bad to see. Yeah, that does suck. That does suck. That You know, kids, we don't even think about it. If they hear about these things, my kid's still too young to, you know, be knowing what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Probably have that fear. As a kid, I used to fear what I saw on the news, which wasn't necessarily even relevant to my life, but yeah. I would see it as a possibility. If, you, if, you're, if you're a kid seeing this now, right? How are you not a little nervous? Yeah, I'm like, wait, there's murders in New York City, like people just killing each other. The, whoa, the, whoa, the whoa. weird trench coat gothy kid, right. is now a little more scary. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, uh, Tim in North Carolina, you're on the show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Tim. I uh, I have a uh, a nine year old, an eleven year old, and a thirteen year old, and they all go through that lockdown drill. They tell me how it's just pretty much they lock the door. They have to stay as quiet uh, quiet as possible in a corner. Uh, it reminds me of I guess like uh, my parents uh, during uh, a point where they were worried about an, uh, a nuclear bomb going off. But yeah. yeah, we grew up in the eighties where you just had your fire drill and your bus drill. There was no imminent danger. That was actually a fun drill. Yeah, these radical moves going on. But, I mean, there needs to be a better alternative. I mean, what do you do with this? I mean, this makes me think there was a friend of mine who adopted a kid in Russia, and he remembers going into the hotel, and they all had ballistic doors on on each room so that nobody would kidnap you and try to take your, your money and your belongings. And this was in Russia, but it seems like we need to start doing that here now, like have ballistic doors on all of the kids' Uh, all of the uh, classrooms, or like, what are you going to have? Like a giant escape room? You're going to turn the gym into an escape room where you have the doors locked and they can only be unlocked from the inside? And then that's going to be what millions of dollars? I mean, how do you combat this exactly? By the way, Tim, I, I, I look. I hate to be cliche, and I don't want to go too off tangent, but you made me. You inspired this thought. You know, people have said this. I'm not the first to say it, but the media is so much to blame because why do we see all these things? They're all copycat things. You know, it seems to be, well, here's the here's the answer to revenge. There's disgruntled kids all over the country, all over the world. But this now, we've made this seem like this is the normal sort of revenge to make news. You know, why are we yeah. seeing so much of it if that's not if it's not because of the media? I like I, I, I mean, there's listen, other ways to get it, revenge, but the schools have now become the target. I guess I, listen, I guess depending on where you live and who your teachers were. You're going to disagree on what I thought was pretty a pretty obvious statement. Uh, we have feedback saying, hey, Rich, you're fucking dope. Um, not all teachers are six-year-old women. Train them and get them get, and get the teachers guns. Yeah, you know how many incompetent teachers I had growing Spot, up? Remember your teachers? Do you think they yeah. were all competent? They couldn't even I mean, handle the fucking classroom. I had teachers that couldn't put a VC, couldn't put a tape in a VCR. Yeah, they were. They, they were, were fire a gun. They were scared of the students. <laughs> I would never want my teachers looking you, back. You'd with roll a, with in that. V, you'd roll in the VCR TV combo on the wheelie thing. They couldn't work a VCR, but you're gonna give them a fucking gun. They no. couldn't garner the respect Not of the classroom. There was like f- maybe four. I could probably, in my mind, count. On one hand or less, the people that were the teachers in my high school or elementary school that I would trust with a weapon to protect. John and PA. Hey, maybe those few teachers get guns. Hey, what's know. up, guys? Maybe, hey, maybe like maybe a couple faculty are undercover. <laughs> what's up? 
Listen, listen. I, I I called because I wanted to say I live in a little town in between Pittsburgh and and Penn State and Pennsylvania. And this in Altoona, we have uh, junior high and high school. That the junior high and the high school go through two active shooter trainings every year, and it's twice a year. They come in. They even put uh, sounds of gunshots over the PA system. Damn. It's 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 a pretty intense thing. But I will comment on something else you guys said about the teachers having guns. I carry a gun. Uh, state of Pennsylvania is an open carry state. I carry a gun every day. I carry it in my house. I go everywhere with it. I do not think teachers need to have a gun. Cause everyone knows that that one teacher, that 24-year-old tiny little girl that just graduated college, got her teaching degree, is going to go into class with a gun strapped on her side, and Bubba, the big 300-pound oaf that he is, is going to get pissed off, knock out Miss Nancy, and take her gun Guns yeah. do not need to be in our school. No, I, don't, I agree with you. You know, that, if you're gonna if you're gonna give a teacher a gun, it's gotta be it's gotta be the meathead football coach. Right, right. <laughs> but, yeah. I, but I don't even know if I want that guy having a gun. <laughs> Thank you, John. John and PA. I, I yeah. want to know what what the drill is though. You know, because I'm thinking about our stupid drills that we were talking well, about the, the, before. Uh, like those were like and, uh, fun moments to laugh about stupid uh, shit. Yeah, pizza and it has a lot to do with hiding, hiding um, in places. But then again, based on a lot of these stories, it's former students that know the that know the landscape of the school, so. They're gonna do it. They're gonna do like they've. A lot of these school shooters are not going into brand new places. They're going into familiar, you know, familiar hallways. And uh, if you happen to not see it, they caught the kid. He was trying to blend in or whatever, and they caught him anyway. Um, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, why didn't they kill him?" But this kid is, you know, maybe maybe they'll learn a little something uh, from from having this kid alive. And then hang him. Yeah, and, then, and, and then you kill him. Right, Kent, uh, in Alberta. Hey, uh, like the show. Just uh, real quick, up in here, up in Canada, we we do those active shooter drills probably twice, three times a month. Wow! Damn. But uh, yeah, like my daughter tells me, they tell her to hide behind the desk. They try and block the window, try and hold the door closed. But I mean, I don't know how you can keep them safe anymore. It's, I'm glad I'm not in school now, but I got a daughter there. So the last guy that said those ballistic doors. I mean, that's a start. Got, there's uh, got to be some type of lockdown, but it sounds so scary because you're like locked down a school. School's supposed to be a freaking happy place. Yeah, yeah, but we're not in that world anymore, right? So, in my like my best opinion, I don't know. I would security guards with guns. You know, I don't know if that's what it's coming to. Well, you got them in the mall. You got them. Yeah. You know, posted up at liquor stores. Well, what's gonna happen? Know. You know, what's gonna then? What is gonna happen? Like I said, fuck your thoughts and prayers. No one wants to hear about thoughts and prayers anymore. Which was supposed to be a nice sort of sentiment, and you don't know what to say. You can't say though. What are thoughts and prayers going to do? But thoughts and prayers at the end of the day are, are are what people are saying aren't helping the scenario. Yeah. So, what uh, does the the president do? What does our government do stand to finally by and watch? I get, no, I'm saying let's stand by and watch and see what happens. Yeah. Maybe this is the one. That's it. Uh, let's see. My wife hit us up. Sarah said, uh, "Do you think we've sort of failed the next generation of children if they have to have teachers with guns or these drills all the time? Is it, is it have like the has the previous generation failed? Yeah, this? as a society. Have, 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 is it like a sad sign of like, yo, we we've sort of failed a little bit in this department? Uh, a thousand percent. Sort of a sad reflection of like where we're at now." All right, let's go to Ryan in Rhode Island. Rhode Island. You're on the Cavino and Rich Show. Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? Hey, good, good. man. I mean, it's just always a shitty discussion, but we don't we don't make the news. Yeah. We just sort of uh, have to talk about yeah. these things. So 
One thing I want to bring up, uh, I've worked in uh, a lot of educational environments, and what they're doing in Rhode Island now is they're taking what they used to do for lockdowns and the hiding and everything, and they're changing it to, uh, if need be, fight back. So they're saying grab chairs, grab whatever you have in your hands, like, and actually throw it at whoever's coming in to your room or anything like that. So they're I, teaching kids that. I saw some commentary. Uh, saw some commentary on the news about that, saying how the approach needs to change. The whole hide and duck and like, ca- like not cower, but the whole like crunch down and hide. You're given just targets where they're saying disarm this maniac. That's no one. No one's trying to disarm him because if you don't have people with guns and every student's hiding and crouching down, then then he's just gonna. He's going to go wild until the police get there, right? Yeah. Uh, Ryan in Baltimore. Kavino and Rich, what's up? Hey, fellas. I'm, I'll make my topic more relevant than what I was going to say. But, um, yeah, I was going to say, I just think it all comes down to the fact that, you know, the political correctness when it comes to having a student, that it's on record for having some mental illness. You know, they handle it in the school, but they really don't tend to go to the home to see what's going on. Because a lot of, like, we had a shooting here five years ago, and, and the kid, ever, he was on record. They knew he was crazy, but they didn't do anything. And then eventually the kid came in and, and shot the whole classroom up with a shotgun. But when they went to the kid's house, the father had an arsenal there. He had all kinds of Nazi flags in the rooms, and nobody ever knew it. So he's teaching this kid all this stuff, and the kid's, you know, and I mean, the Connecticut shooter, same thing. The mom was crazy. She was nuts. So you don't know what these parents are telling these kids. Yeah, shitty. You know? A lot of times it's just bad eggs from other bad eggs. Shitty parents, shitty kids, yes. or shitty families, yep. the lunatics. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's not as easy as you would think, though, believe it or not, to take a maniac kid and, and, and act upon it. it. Like, and act upon what? Oh, yeah, he's a fucking weird kid that... Where did he get these values and views yeah. from? You know, it's not. Someone, maybe it's not all from the Internet. Mom. Chris in Nevada, hey. Hey, Chris. Hey, we live in a small town up here in Nevada, and our nearest SWAT team's two hours away. So we actually put together uh, a group of concerned citizens, and our entire job is to go in for active shooters. We train twice a month. Uh, we all stand on call for it. We won't be used for anything else. We're all deputized. So it's not like we're doing vigilante justice. But that was the town's idea on how to help curb this idea. No, look, you're taking it to your own hands. If if a SWAT team's that far away, I think that's a great idea. Um, maybe people listening could uh, be inspired by that. I think I think that's great. You know, dads are going to be there, as, uh, you know, to to help out. We go to the school. Yeah, we go to the schools and we talk to the kids, even all the way down to elementary school. This is what you need to do when if we come into your school. So I, I think it kind of helps to know that these kids know that we are right here, no matter what happens. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a good idea. I think people need to take um, things into their own hand, their own no, hands. Sometimes that's a horrible idea. Why? I'm sorry. Why? Vigilante. Why you don't want to? Protect, he's he's saying if no one's going to be there to protect my kid, I'm going to be I there mean, to protect I, my is kid. He, is he Dexter? Fuck that. I like it. That's that's like vigilante justice. That's not like. Well, no, no, we're not. We're he's not talking about protecting his kid. Guy. He said specifically he's not trying to be vigilante. Yeah, no, we're not trying to go in and just kill this guy. We're we're doing this the job of a of a SWAT team. We're literally going in to get the kids out. Well, yeah, but you're, the, you're but, trained by, yeah, but, but the, no one else government. is there to help them. I know, but he's saying he's creating no, his no, own no, SWAT team. Us. I get what you're saying. Of course, everyone wants to protect I mean, their I res- kids. So I, res- I, respect, I respect your I respect, I respect your ambitions, but I get what Spot's saying. He's like, yo, you can't just create your own SWAT team. Why not? Because pe- if no one's if no one's th- he's he's making a great statement. Action's not happening. Nothing's happening. Did they, wait, so he's taking big... it into his own hands. Did I they, like it. 
Do they like also it. have a huge box van that's a SWAT on the side? So what is what are people supposed to do? Just stand stand by and let this continue on and continue happening? Continue happening? Are you real right now? I am actually. Yep. I'm not saying it's the best idea, but you know what else is he supposed to do at that point? You're like that new movie with Bruce Willis. You seen that picture of me, Spot, with the SWAT shirt? Because I got that cool haircut. Like John Bernthal, bro. My SWAT shirt. Right, let's let's rapid fire and wrap this up. I don't want to know a movie. It was a movie t-shirt, right? It was a movie t-shirt. SWAT. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh. That famous picture of me with the SWAT t-shirt. Yeah, uh, SWAT I always wanted to be on a SWAT team. Uh, Shelby in PA. What's up, Shelby? Hey, Shelby. Hey, what's going on, guys? What up? Hey, uh, you know, all this school shooting stuff going on, there's people like me that are trained, that are military trained to disarm people, not kill them, disarm them. Why not take a couple veterans here and there that need a job, place them in front of a school or inside of a school, and protect the school? There's if, so many if, veterans out there that need a job. If that's the case, that, and, and, you know, people do, I, think, I don't think anyone would argue an idea like that, but, um, and I'm not playing politics because I don't know, but don't they, aren't schools usually sometimes the first to get little cuts here and there and, and you know, in funding? But there's some veterans out there that I know a couple in my hometown that would love to go to school sit in front of a school and volunteer. Volunteer? All right, well, if you're talking volunteers, you're talking about a lot of people volunteering to sit in front of a school. a couple of uh, lawn chairs and a few beers. All right. Sit out there with some rifles. I'll go sit in front of a school to volunteer, man. As long as my my friends' kids are safe, my kids are safe, I'll go sit in front of a school. It sounds very nice in theory. I just don't think you could get every school to have volunteers sitting outside with veterans. Every day of the school year. Yeah, I know. Listen, it's a terrible situation that we shouldn't even have to have this conversation, but let's rapid fire it and move along. Um, Daniel, Tennessee. What's up, Daniel? Hey, guys. I'm pretty much going to say what the last guy did. I mean, I was in the Army for 10 years. I mean, why don't the government just create a program? You have all these you know, war vets getting out that they know how to handle this situation. Whenever they get out of the Army, they're going to need a job. Why not just say, hey, uh, since you're moving back to your hometown, you know, school A, B, and C needs security. Pick one, and we'll still put well, you on a government I think that's a great idea. Like I said, I think it sounds like a great idea, but this goes deeper than our smart co- – we sound like we're having this Did brilliant idea. This goes deeper? Disco D, yeah. Disco this goes the, deeper? This goes deeper because, like, you know, Daniel in Tennessee has a great idea, but – Funding, money. Where does this money come from? Like school, they pay school teachers not enough money, and now we're at saying, hey, every school needs to add to their payroll and and the local well, and, dude, sta- I mean, state fu- state no, no. and state and state and did your school have security? Mine did. Yeah, a couple. Fuck, right, uh, and it's a, like a fucking, fucking fat old uh, a, a fat guy who used to play football some, for the high school. It was some vato in a fucking jacket that just sat saying. outside in his car sleeping. So why don't they hire more? Uh, skillful people. Why don't they hire? Uh, the, the why don't they hire doctors who, yeah. to work at McDonald's? Because there's budgets. Why make it sound uh, like? I don't think retired vets are looking for to break the bank. Uh, but you think they're looking to make an hourly wage of of the fat vato that's I think sleeping a lot in his car? Them, a lot of them looking just looking for a job. I think it, it's a better solution than you know who's my high school security. Honestly, some kid that went to high school there who's big and fat and he played he's football. Probably smoking weed in his car, being like, "Yeah, kids." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he walked around a walkie-talkie. Yeah, he probably made eight bucks an hour. Jay in Toronto, you, you're gonna well, pay. You're gonna pay some proud. You, hey, some, guys. you gotta pay some proud veteran a little more than the dumbass wage. Jay, hey Jay. Hey boys, I've been listening to this, and I called earlier. I've called back. I just uh, 
I've spent 25 years doing this, so, you know, not to sound like a bleeding heart liberal, but the science works. And if you have, like in Canada, we have child youth workers, early childhood educators, social workers, that sort of thing, and they're all trained in psychology and profiling and all that sort of thing. And they work as a collective team. So we have a lot of issues with immigrants and so forth and cultural issues. And it leads to violence in schools, and they're trained to identify those sort of things through behavior and language and that sort of thing. So, you know, if you work as a team with the families, the teachers, everything else, we've done a pretty good job of identifying it before it happens and putting a stop to it before it happens. So, you know, I think that's where the money's best spent. You know, you can put armed veterans in yeah. there and everything else, but it doesn't cut the mustard. Yeah, I... I'm with you. This conversation, everyone has all these great ideas. And I'm not saying that Thanks, sarcastically. Man. It's just executing these ideas, right? I heard someone say something last night in the news and spot the, you know, Trump supporters could roll their eyes. But I heard someone say something like, They should learn from like, uh, Mr. Perfect. No, could we, I mean. I mean he was the, uh, had excellence. We're, no, we're talking about like millions, millions and billions of dollars, of, you know, building a wall and all this stuff like that. We, do, would, would you get a good argument for anyone that's saying that building a wall should be a priority over doing something in schools? Are you going to get yeah, a lot? I read someone. I get, read a tweet gonna, like that, gonna, too. It was like, we're a, spending $25 billion to keep brown people out, and a white guy is killing people in nah, but schools. Forget I did the, read that. Oh, yeah, but forget like the, I think I read what you read. Forget though. the sarcastic racial comments. I'm saying, realistically, if you if you were to say, where should if there's millions and billions of dollars on the table that, that could be spent, should it be spent on schools and kids' safety, or should it be spent on building a wall? Sean, Sean in Connecticut. Um, the, the kids' point of view, nobody's really talking to the kids and getting their point of view on safety. My son, for the first time I talked to him last night, he was really scared. And he let me know a lot of the ins and outs of the school that, you know, safety issues that they know about, but the grown-ups and the teachers don't know about. I think the kids need to be more included in their own safety. That's all I'm saying. Without a doubt, who's going to have an insight on what? Kids no, I mean, I mean, what, on, on like, on like, like well, yeah, no, exactly. What kids going to? What kids are going to know the pulse of the school? What, what, what kids are maniacs? No, what? Oh, what do you mean? Go ahead. Like, for instance, like he was telling me about doors that um, are supposedly locked and they're secure. He's telling me how they can be kicked open. There's just all kinds of little things, ins and outs of the school oh, yeah. that are safety issues and. The grown-ups and the teachers and so on, they're not talking to them about it. They're not talking about it. So maybe if they talk to the kids more and find out what their input is on making themselves safer. Of course, safer, because the, 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 the whole thing is making the kids safer. So maybe yeah. talk to the kids about, well, what do you feel unsafe about? Well, the doors that say they have locks on them really don't have locks on them. Oh, oh, cool. Hey, you know what? Any kids that seem like psychos? Yeah, little Billy's a psycho, but no one seems to care. Like, the kids have more insight For sure. than the faculty. Without a uh, doubt. Not to give you the... To give you the Way insignif insignificant analogy. Their when they re when they redesigned the studios at SiriusXM, they had a for a minute. They're like, maybe we should get the hosts to help design the studios since they're the ones using. Them. We're like, no, 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 no. Have the people that don't use the studios design. Yeah, because when the engineers just start designing shit, they're not they're not the they're ones not in using tune them. with with the people actually using the studios. Yeah. So when you're talking about hey, what, what kid safety? How about involve the kids? Right. That's a good point. All right, that's a good way to wrap it up. All Guys, right, thanks for all the feedback. For all things
things Covino and Rich, follow us at Covino and Rich on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Covino and Rich. For a look behind the velvet rope of interviews. And more, much more on Faction Talk 103.